G'day and welcome to On The Esky, an Aussie sports podcast where we like to talk about the world in sport, what's happening down under, what's happening in the wider world of sports. Unofficially brought to you by Capital Brewing Company. How are we going on those beers? We we making a dent? Making a, making a slow dent in them, yeah. Plenty left over. This week's show, we will talk some cricket. Coley is back. The king is back <laughs> after three years of... Not yeah, making – Wilderness. Yeah, wilderness, some might say. He has made back-to-back centuries in white ball cricket. Big series upcoming between Australia and India, plus a little bit of cricket going on down under. The NFL playoffs, baby. San Francisco and Jacksonville breaking some hearts of the 13 uh, fans of the Los Angeles Chargers <laughs> today. NBA, 68,000 in the house at the Alamo Dome. Uh, maybe yeah. the NBA will consider doing games in football stadiums moving forward. The English Premier League, Manchester is red. <laughs> City suck. Uh, United rule. That's my two cents. Final round, UFC 283 is happening next weekend. We'll have a look at that. Mm-hmm. The Australian Open kicks off tomorrow. A uh, bit of golf, bit of... Nonsense. F ones, F ones, not far away. Please remember, we yeah. have timestamps. You can skip to the sports that you like on the YouTube. Also, consider giving us a subscription on the social media. We like to start off the show by shouting a beer to commend excellent work in the sporting arena. Mm-hmm. Shauna, mm-hmm. he sits to my left. How are you? And who would you like to shout a beer this week? Very, very good. Um, and mine, I guess, is maybe the opposite, is shouting a sportsman for his uh, excellent effort outside of the arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, and continuing on from that, following that story on Peyton Hillis, uh, who um, saved his kids and I think a few other family members uh, in a drowning effort. Um, he and another adult were taken to hospital. He was the one in critical condition. Uh, by all accounts, he had sand in his lungs and his kidneys were failing. Jesus. Um, but during the week, they took him off the ventilator. So uh, on the road to Great recovery news. is what they're saying. So uh, not out of the wilderness yet, uh, but signs of improvement and he's working his way through. Uh, hopefully uh, we'll see a full recovery from him as we did with Hamlin this week. Mm-hmm. Um, also probably deserving of beer, um, getting out of yeah. hospital and returning to Buffalo and being fully discharged. So, mm-hmm. uh, he yeah. may be in the stadium this week um, to follow on with a little bit of injury news. But uh, well. hoping the best for Hillis, back to him. And uh, I'm happy to see that there's been progress being made, which is great for all involved. Madden Definitely. cover athlete. <laughs> uh, by popular demand that year, yeah. yeah, it's it's good to see him up and about, and uh, obviously wishing him a speedy mm-hmm. recovery. Uh, it's going in the right direction, isn't it? Yep, hundred percent. Monks, who you got? Yeah. Um, so, contrary to other weeks where I shout cities, stadiums, mm. countries, beers, that puts me in probably financial distress immediately. Um, this one's going on layby. Uh, I'm shouting. Uh, Luke Talley, uh, a beer, um, 16 year old. So mm-hmm. a few more years before he can legally consume that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, at the age of 16, um, in the, uh, juniors, uh, Commonwealth competitions, he, um, won three golds in, sorry, I think it was four gold medals four, in yeah. uh powerlifting championship in Auckland. Um, so just absolutely smashing all types of records as well. Um, in doing so 16 year old kid. 
170 kilo squat. <laughs> squat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, more than anyone at this table by by quite some margin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. Um, so yes, huge props to him. Um, obviously a massive talent probably moving forward. Mm. Um, a lot of people in the powerlifting community probably watching him very closely moving forward as well. Mm. Yeah. And uh, j- just to reiterate, he he has a disability and he competes yes. amongst the the open competition, doesn't he? Yep. The the able bodied and, and whatnot. Yeah, that's it. So no no, I guess disability category or anything like no, that. Yeah, competes yeah. competes open with all the other contestants. Yeah. Um, Ability. Yeah. So just I suppose yeah, even even more props um, in that respect as well. Um, benched also ninety six and a half kilos, which is. Phenomenal as well for a 16-year-old. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Shout out to you, Luke Talley. I think he's from Newcastle, the um, – uh, Hunter region. Hunt, Hunter region. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, Enjoy that beer in two years or whenever you can leave. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on ice Cons- for a little bit. Consume it, yeah. Ma- it. Might be a, a bit rough after two years. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe a, 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 a Pepsi Max or something coming, yeah. coming your way, uh, courtesy <laughs> of the Esky. A bloke who is of legal drinking age, barely over yeah. there in the States, is young Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant, uh, yeah. the last man taken in the 2022 draft, is proving to be Mr. Relevant. He has won yeah. today. We'll get stuck into the NFL in a little bit. Um, but he's, he's 23 years of age. He's like half of Tom Brady's age. Uh, <laughs> he, he continues to impress and he played a flawless game today. So I'll be shouting of legal drinking age, Brock Purdy, <laughs> a beer. Definitely. Born the day after Christmas. Uh, sorry, the day after Boxing Day. day after my, Boxing Christmas, day. my Christmas. My yep. Christmas. Uh, in 1999, let that sink in, and he's Jeez. essentially, uh, you know, it's taking possibly the best team in the NFC uh, forward. The yeah. Philadelphia Eagles might have something to say about that moving forward. You might be cementing yourself in that spot as well um, with another forward touchdown today. It, mm. There was another mm. rumor um, earlier this morning for us of you know Tom Brady to 49ers is a bit hot, so. I think if he, he keeps he keep this up, he does a job. There's nothing to say that he can't win Super Bowl as a rookie, which is wild to think. It is. It is. Yeah. I think what did didn't he and Jimmy G both go undefeated um, after they took over from? Yeah, Jimmy G had a run that year. Yeah, well, I meant this this year. This I think year. he won five straight, then got hurt, and then um, Purdy came in and then won all his games. Uh-huh. Maybe anyway, the Niners were an elite football team. Figure that one out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's the mop of the week, Sean? Can you cover this one? Yes, and originally we thought of giving it to one bloke, but uh, reading that story, I might want to share this mop around a little bit. Uh, so during the week, OBJ, the video of him on the plane got released, the body cam footage. Um, didn't paint OBJ in a very good prip, um, light nope. uh, post being woken up and told he was getting kicked off the plane. Um, you know, a bit of entitlement, a bit of frustration and getting stuck into everyone as as you will. Uh, we're reading some of that story there. It looked like the police officers came on the plane and uh, by all accounts I think he probably took some uh, – maybe some sleeping tablets or something like that because he was uh, in a deep relaxation state. Um, couldn't couldn't wake him but they, they – the police were like, yeah, he's all right, he's fine, just leave him alone. Uh, but it was the flight attendants and the pilot that pushed to have him removed. So um, it seems like uh, – Maybe a bit of uh, mop sharing there for the flight attendants just because they couldn't get him to put his seatbelt on. 
one of them said he took his pants off and the officer said he was we- <laughs> he's wearing his pants uh, now so I, I can't <laughs> I'm not sure about this um, so yeah it's a bit of he said she said there um, mm. so bit of all moppery for a silly and stupid event maybe some of the reasoning why teams are avoiding him um, I think also you know he was medically cleared but the knee is probably not great uh, a lot of them were looking to add, a lot of teams are looking to add him as a run in this playoffs but it hasn't happened. I don't see it happening currently. Do you think that's more so the fact that players are making sure they're certain to get through playoffs rather than – I mean, we're probably in the wild card mm. round at the moment. So yeah, no but one's going to jump the gun until they know they're going to make a decent run of it this season or – Maybe. Do you reckon it's But also it's so, good. it should cost them bugger all. Like mm. you're only paying yeah. him for what now, three or four games uh, to finish the year. Um, so you reckon they wouldn't carry him next season? Well, then they could just do the, the one-year deal and then negotiate that in the off-season, see how he is. But, so. you know, you add him to make a run now. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but either way, I think it's unlikely. I think he probably missed the whole year. He might go around in the off-season, uh, do some probably trials, you know, actually doing some running because, you know, none of the teams have actually seen him, whether he can pass a physical and is healthy enough to play. So you might see him actually run around, catch a ball, uh, in the off season, before he plays. True. Look, boys, if uh, taking a few uh, sleeping tablets and taking your pants off on a plane <laughs> makes you a dickhead, <laughs> call me a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> That's who the mop goes to this uh, week. Ho- hopefully, you know, unbelievable talent. Uh, hopefully, we see him. Playing in the NFL again, uh, mm. which which colours he is wearing, I suppose that's up to debate. But uh, we'll definitely keep an eye on it moving forward. Definitely, definitely. Right, let's talk some cricket. King Coley is back. Virat, VI rapid antigen test test, as per our discussion before. <laughs> Uh, the bloke hadn't scored a hundred uh, in any format of the game for the last three years. I thought he got one six months ago. He got well. He did get one in the T Twenty World yep. Cup. Yeah, yeah, I believe. Yes, Monks, you got that. And I then hasn't scored a Test ton. Yeah, still not a Test ton, but for, he's got for quite some, some time. But he has some white ball form in the in the last few matches. Is Virat back? Let's hope not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. R- right in time things. for us to go over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For Australian it, cricket. Again, a different format. But, um, yeah, you'd, you'd be be a bit worried that uh, Coley is starting to hit his straps again. I saw this week he he's about to go top four in ODI runs uh, and the other blokes ahead of him, uh, Tendulkar, Ponting, mm-hmm. Uh, Sangakara and Jar Wardner, I believe, mm-hmm. have all played like a hundred more games. Yeah. So to consider yeah. that that this bloke has essentially not been in in great form in any format over the last three years, and he's going to usurp some some of those blokes, it's a it's a crazy thing to think. Oh, definitely, he's a unreal talent. There's no doubt about that. He's had mm. a bit of a a lean period. Um, especially in the test arena, but uh, even though he had his white ball form, even though he hadn't really tunned up that much, he's had a bunch of 50s. Like he's still yeah. been having good starts and hitting good scores. Uh, I remember there's a bunch mm. of 70s that he's scored in various series. So um, I'm not, not concerned at all. Um, some interesting news today was he and 
Rohit were left out of the T20 squad. but mm. um, To play New Zealand upcoming. Yeah. And I think that probably is more to do with the fact there's a test series coming up and less about their ability. Um, there's more important things to be doing than uh, playing a you know, nothing T20 series against New Zealand. And it comes down to their depth as well in, in oh. T20 cricket. They can probably play their, their resis, their magoos, and, and go out and beat nine out of ten teams that, that, that come against them, especially yeah, on their on their home soil. Mm-hmm, definitely. Mm. So, yeah, no, not too worried. I think it was a bit a bit to do about nothing in that in that story. I think it's more like two of your older veterans just give them a, give them a bit of rest uh, before they have to play the big series that is against Australia. It's uh, much much ado about nothing is a Shakespearean play. Um, the the movie, I believe, <laughs> Kenneth Branagh of uh, red redheaded um, Shakespearean actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, tangents. Um, looking looking at their last few years, what was there nine or ten fifties before before uh, he got that hundred a couple of weeks ago? For tests? Oh, uh, no. Well, in the, in the ODI. In the ODI. In the ODI yeah, arena. So go back to the ODIs. So, mm. uh, yeah, he's got a handful there. What's that? Four, eight, ten. Yeah. Ten. Ten, ten above fifties before his uh, two centuries. So, uh, if you look at the the kind of the, the periods there, that's mm. probably his difference is his conversion rate kind of turned down. Like he, most of those fifties in the years past he was converting into hundreds, whereas um, – Look at those blue scros- skyscrapers uh, between 2016 yeah. and 2019. That, yeah, is, well, that well, is downtown Manhattan right there. Exactly. And <laughs> you look how many, you know, uh, yeah. 50s are in that range. There isn't that many because mm. they just turned them all in yeah. hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's an impressive talent. Um, there's no doubt about that. Turns out Virat Kohli is pretty good at cricket again. Shock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right before we play him in test matches. Yes. Speaking of which, should we get stuck into a bit of a preview of Australia vs Indian? The squads were announced during the week. Great um, segue there, there, Shauna. <laughs> uh, Australia will take on India. We're still a few weeks away. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's kind of a nice little lull, um, you know, down under. We'll talk about the Big Bash mm. in a little bit. Yes, May, maybe a little bit more uh, interesting, perhaps with mm-hmm. with some Test players. Um, but the, the squads have been a name. Uh, so we'll, we'll run quickly through the the squads. Obviously, mm-hmm. Pat Cummins and Steve Smith resume uh, their their leadership roles. Ashton Agar, a lot spoken about him in the yeah. Sydney Test, probably didn't bowl up to what we were after. But yep. you know, left arm orthodox spins the ball away from the the right hander. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of people have have stuck by him, and and what can he do in India? Moving forward, that that is the question. Scott Boland, you love to see it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You know, bloke averages fucking ten and a half. <laughs> yes. You, you got to take him. You, you got to put him in the squad. Yeah, got to yeah. take him. Alex Carey, who we saw score his first hundred this this summer uh, as is a Test player. Is he the only keeper in that list? Uh, yeah. Well, I suppose uh, Peter Hanscom could could take True. take the gloves True. if necessary. Welcome back, Footbrush. He's been very good in the Sheffield Shield. This year, Cam Green uh, recovering from that, that mm. finger injury. Josh Hazelwood, Travis Head, Usman Kawaja, Manus Lawashane, Nathan Lyon. No mm-hmm. surprises uh, amongst those names. Lance Morris, uh, if you're, you're from overseas, you may not have heard a bunch about this bloke. He bowls rapid. He's a Western Australian. He's young. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, he, he's the stark second stringer. 
Yeah, and and moving forward, look, you probably don't see him in our best eleven for, for this this series, but uh, we'll play Test cricket for Australia, so it's going to be interesting to see. Balls wheels. How he goes in the nets. Another bloke that you know a lot has been spoken about is Todd Murphy, twenty-two mm-hmm. year old. Uh, I think he played. What was One. it? First class game. Two, I think, first <laughs> first class games before he went on that on that trip last year. You know, sort of uh, introducing him to the the world of international cricket. Mm-hmm. Uh, one would think, perhaps, takes over the reins from Nathan Lyon in in, in in a few years' time. That is the chat. You know, be his uh, be his shadow uh, apprentice, as you will. Padawan, there you go. Padawan, yeah, yeah. Padawan. <laughs> follow follow Nathan Lyon around and learn as much as he can. The very similar styles and very similar bowlers. So, you know, error apparent. So we'll see how that plays out. Matt Renshaw, mm-hmm. he had COVID. He had to stand, you know, twenty eight centimeters away from the the other blokes as to not get them COVID. What he hit fifteen? Yeah, not much opportunity. Yeah, true. Yeah. Not much to opportunity. Mitch Stark coming back from that finger injury. Yep. Mitch Schwessen. Mm-hmm. Be interesting to see if we do go two spinners, uh, if he gets the nod or if, if it's going to be Agar and uh, mm-hmm. and David Warner. Omitted, Michael Nisa of um, juggling the ball, you know, in row Z. Yep. F- <laughs> Z, Z. A31, row 10. Yep. And Marcus Harris. Had been given a lot of opportunity uh, in, in test matches. And well, he, he ran plenty of waters this summer. Um, but, he, yeah, didn't – guess he's around the squad, but it uh, looks like they've gone with Hanscom and, say, Renshaw as a, yeah. the other, other you know, uh, rebuilding reno- – you know, uh, not renovation, but, you know, the re- you know, re-changing, designing, whatever you want to say, bringing mm. back former players that played in the Australian squad. Um, they've gone away – Hit a bunch of shield runs. Hanscom's been very, very good uh, with his first-class cricket, so you can see why they've brought him mm. back into the squad. Mm-hmm. Probably a bit deserve it after the way he's been playing. Uh, so, yeah, I guess it's switch. Harris will go back and have to do his job, hit some runs, get some form, and then see if they can break into that top lineup, which at the moment looks very, very difficult. It does. Yeah. Mm. Are any injuries? I don't think anyone that's changing anytime soon. So... Um, did you cover the agent guys as well? Uh, Jai Richardson has a hammy, mm-hmm. uh, and Will Pukowski obviously uh, still still sitting out with a con- concussive lock symptoms. Yeah, it was very good to see him on mm. commentary during the Sydney mm. test as well, and hearing from him and saying that he's he's actually getting back into his batting. Um, been doing that say network mostly with you know for close family, his father. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but he's said he's loving it. He's getting back into it and just working his way into it, and um, so that'd be good to see him uh, return to full health. And hopefully, you know, return yeah. to the Australian squad at some point. So before we move to India, two spinners. Mm. That's been the conversation. You've got probably, uh, you know, the three guys as the main options. Uh, do you think – and, well, for the first test, I think it's possible Cam Green misses the first one. I think he plays the second one. With his finger. Based on the time frame for the finger. So does that mean Agar more likely – as your all-rounder uh, to replace um, uh, Cam Green, or do they go with the same squad they went to Sydney with? You want someone that that turns the ball away from from the right-hander, obviously mm-hmm. to complement Nathan Lyon. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that going to be Ashton Agar? Is that going to be Mitch Swepson? Swepson's red ball form, uh, 
in in Australian domestic cricket probably lacks, you know, um, some, something in, well, in terms of his numbers. I, th- I think his Australian form, though, is better than his subcontinent form, which I mm. think may be the, a bit of an issue there. But mm. he is probably the best pick of a special spinner outside of Nathan Lyon. So, I, li- I like Mitch Hussman. I like what he does. Mm. I'd love to see him playing on a, a you know, a rank Nagpur, <laughs> yeah. day four, you know, landmine deck. Um, but but does it come down to Agar giving you something with the bat and, and you can bat bat him at, at eight and is that is that the thing that splits the two? And then what, do you pick three quicks? Mm, not necessarily. Not necessarily? Not necessarily. So would you have Agar and Swepson in the squad? I In the team, I doubt. Oh, yeah, in the team. In the team. I, I, no, I don't think you can – Afford to carry both of them, so it'd be more like a say a Swepson and or either one of those and Renshaw, maybe. You bat deep, yeah, yeah. Again, well, that's a, the Sydney squad. That's what they played with recently. And this Sydney. is assuming Cam Green is unavailable. Yes, I think yeah, a different conversation for the second test because um, I think that is almost definite. I think Cam Green will be back from mm. that one. Just based on time frame, it's I'd say 50 50 at first, I'd say definite for the second. Um, so, uh, so these guys probably need to press for their spot, spot knowing that Cam Green's going to walk back in. Um, because I think if Cam Green's healthy, it makes more sense to go Swepson, mm. um, because you've got him as the extra pace option, and then mm-hmm. you pick your two spinners, yep. Uh, whereas that's why my question, if you pick Agard, then do you pick an extra pace guy so you still have three pace guys in the squad, uh, in the team, sorry, to bowl? It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Mm. That, that is it's for sure. easy decision to make. No. no. Glad, and, glad we're not selected. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and to throw out an odd one, uh, if you love Nathan Lyon so much, why wouldn't you have two of them? Well, yeah, that, that, that is an interesting question. Yeah. Because most of the conventional thinking is is you want two spinners that complement each other. Complement each other. But but could you have Nathan Lyon bowling at both ends? Wouldn't that still Yeah, Todd Murphy. But that's also a, a big, you know, big That's a wrap on Todd Murphy. Todd Murphy. But yeah. they, they do love love him. That's why he's in the squad at such a young age and mm. they want him there to to to, you know, of course, absorb as much as he can from Nathan Lyon. But yeah, if Agar really hasn't done that much, Swepson really hasn't been pushing his case. Do they try uh, a Todd Murphy, you know, and go even go for like for like, and you know, see if they could end up with two Nathan Lyons in the squad? Like, I'd be surprised if that's the way that they go. But but I also hear mm. I also hear where where you're coming mm-hmm. from. You know, why why not why not have two that spin it into the right hander if yep. if they're the two best spinners in the team? Yep. Well, I guess maybe let's use that as a segue into the Indian squad. Uh, how many right-handers do they have in that team? <laughs> Maybe we'll leave that up to Jimmy to figure out the batsmen of where. In terms of bat. sticks? Yeah. Is it, do, do they have a preference that maybe they do have them? It's a lot of right-handers, especially in the top order. Uh, Rohit Sharma will captain the team. Kale Rahul will be the vice skipper. Into Shubman Gill, Teshwa Pajara, Virat Kohli, mm-hmm. getting hot. Mm. Shreyas Iyer. K.S. Bharat, don't know too much about him. Ishan Kishan, yeah. Ravi Ashwin, Akshar Patel. Well, you, you skip over those two. They, those two will be – one of them will be the keeper, of course, with Pant um, still recovering from his injuries after the car accident. Lucky to be alive, mm. really. Yes, yes. Really. Scenes. Um, some mm. of the videos coming out of that, very, very lucky. 
hoping he makes a, f- a full recovery. Okay. Um, I suppose cricket is probably the last thing on on his mind at, at the moment. Um, you know, we, we've had a bit to do with the the Delhi Capitals, and you know, he's mm. he's, he's been. With them for quite some time, um, you know, from from the other side of the world, we I suppose we feel some sort of connection to mm. to Rishabh Pant, and just hoping that that mm. he, um, you know, well, you know, pulls through this, this difficult. I think we've all had big raps on him. Think he's probably potentially the next Indian captain. Mm. Um, uh, when whenever Rohit kind of hangs it up, uh, I think he's the captain in waiting essentially. So yeah, we'll hope hopefully he's the best for him. Hopefully full recovery and. Um, uh, that he can come back into the squad in, in due time. Do you finish off? Where do we get to Ashwin Patel? Uh, Ravi, Ravi Ashwin, Akshar Patel, Kuldeep Yadav, Ravi Jadeja comes back. So there's their four spinning options, uh, I suppose, on their decks. Uh, probably the probably the four best spinners in the world, <laughs> yeah. really. So, so that's going to be I was trying to think, interesting. When was the last test played there? Was it against England? Or did they play as test series since then? I think it was England. And what did they do? They did Ashwin and Patel for most of it, and I think for like the last game they switched out. But Jadeja unavailable. Oh, yes. Yeah, so so okay, you you would think Jadeja piece himself. Yep. Would you mm. not? Yeah, I would say so. Mohammed Shami, Mohammed Siraj, Umesh Yadav, Jadev Unadkat. I hope I'm saying that right. And then Surya Kumar Yadav, who has been absolutely. Killing it in the white ball format. Uh, I wonder if he manages to sneak his way into this test team. Mm. Well, there's another big out there due to injury that we haven't mentioned besides Pant. They're, they're best quick. Jasper yeah. Boomer still yes. still recovering. So as an Aussie fan, you know, looking at this team, you'd love to see that Boomer and Pant aren't in there in mm. terms yeah. of, you know, our ability to go and jag a, a few wins over there. Mm-hmm. Having said that, you look at that that squad and how good they are in India. Yeah, yeah we've got our backs against the wall. You know, it's a massive task, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm look, trying to look at that list Jimmy's thrown up on the screen, mm. and I see a lot of right-handers. Yeah, the uh, rest of the whole batting. Yeah, the whole order. top order is right-handers in that big list there. Most of your all rounders a bit. Through yeah, yeah through the middle rounders. order, you a get a bit, bit of, of that. Still, still a lot of right, and your pace guys are right. So I don't know, maybe a little bit to that theory. They've got a lot of right guys. Maybe that's what they'll like. They'll may hope for the 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 two Nathan Lyon option. We will see. We will see. I wouldn't want to go with that option and then it not work though. Like you'd probably want to try and. Make sure you do have other options, I guess. So I think that's maybe... Would you be relying, relying on maybe a Smith or Labashain to provide something a little bit different? Maybe. Oh, I think this might be more an option, say, for the second tests. Uh, again, Cam Green. Mm, maybe yeah. maybe that's where they go, hey, we've got you know, Cam to cover us with a bit extra pace. You've got a bit more rotation there. Um, let's let's try our two Nathan line special and see what happens. <laughs> maybe. It might depend on how the first one goes. Mm. Like if we get pumped, they might want to make changes, wholesale changes, and then uh, gives them options to go elsewhere. If it's very close, they'll just stick with whatever the squad was that they went into the first game with. So we'll see. Is it mm. a lot to happen? A lot well, of question marks. And back to back to your point, there's there's a high probability that they go into that first test with the top order only having one left-handed stick in in terms of Ishan Kishan. Mm-hmm. Well, who, who's your eleven for India, Pepe? 
Sharma, obviously, at the top. I think Gill probably opens. Yep. Yeah, I think Pujara bats three. I think yep. Coley bats four. Yep. Where it gets interesting is probably five and six. Mm-hmm. Does uh, does Kumar Yadav get a gig there? Does Shreyas Aya get a gig? Do they both get a gig? Potentially. You just, I'm, I'm working this out as we go. Oh, I think <laughs> I think that's five and six. I think Akshar Patel probably plays again at seven. Who's your keeper? Ishan Kishan. Kishan, yeah. So uh, I think Patel at seven kind of makes sense. Jadeja eight. Ashwin, well. Do you, you, can you, you play three? Yeah, you, you've picked three spares. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't leave Ashwin out of the squad. He's, too really much of a vet, veteran presence. That's hard, man. And then probably the, the two the two, Mo's, the two best quicks. Yeah. The two Mo's probably play. Mm-hmm. Mm, I look, it's it'd be a nice nice problem to have to be an Indian selector looking at that team over there. Yeah, b- big choices we made in both teams for the first test match. It'll be really interesting to see what happens. Whether one blinks first and they announce their team, and then the other one maybe makes a makes. Radical change for the other one. Who knows? We'll, we'll see. Fuck, you made me think on the spot then as well. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, that's all right. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Like it's going to be an interesting series, and uh, I think for us as well, having dominated this this summer, you know, against against the Windies and, and South Africa, who we probably expected a little bit more out of. Mm-hmm. This is the real mm-hmm. test of a good cricket team. Can you go to away <laughs> to to the subcontinent on you know? The word uh, "disgusting" um, decks, you know, comes comes mm. to mind. But but that's what they're going to be. I was watching a few highlights, and you don't know what you're going to get. You know, yeah. How how are our sticks going to handle that? I know Smith is yeah. very good away from home. How are the others? How are the others going to go? Um, it's it's going to be intriguing, and, mm. I, and I can't wait to watch it. It might be a reality a reality check as well. It could be, lady. Like- Going into India to try and win a series is also very difficult. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't think we've done it since the uh, since Adam Gilchrist took a, took a team over yeah. there. It's been many many years. It's, it's a very yeah, different. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't want to say, it, but I feel like the Australian batsmen struggle with spin more than anything. Well, of course they do. Yeah, well, I've, spin and swing over like, there. Yeah, over, yeah, like not not unsurprising. It is the most difficult thing, but. I, I think, you know, from where you play in Australian conditions, it's an extra magnitude, more difficult, especially when you go to India for spin and you go to England for swing. Like it's it's a lot different. So, and and, yeah, and that's very the thing, interesting. That's the thing where Smudge really, you know, mm-hmm. puts his name forward as, as being an, uh, a great cricketer is that his record mm-hmm. away from home is just is, as good. Yeah. Immaculate, really. Yeah. really. Well, it's, a, it's going to be a big test for, you know, the, our three guys in the top four and was in, in unreal form as mm. well. So, mm. yeah, it'd be a mm. big test, kind of proved the point of how good they actually are. Looking forward to it, mm-hmm. definitely. Yep. It's a great time as well for, you know, us on the east coast of Australia. Yep. You can knock yep. off work, you know. those Straight into the green. Straight into it. I believe there's going to be a day-nighter as well. Okay. Which – Kind of fucks that's up. That's us. Yeah, 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 that's like a yeah. midnight start, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 quite late, but uh, the other three will be will be daytime games over there. So you mm. know the the, uh, the early evening. So is it pink ball? 
for Day Night. I, assume I so. believe so. Yes, and I think that, that's going to. I think that would favour us. You'd think. Mm, I don't know. Well, we've played probably the most people out of any of the nations. Yeah, but there. But it still is there. But yes. Yeah. And it, I, I think it's Ahmedabad. He's going to have the the, the pink ball with one hundred and thirty thousand saying, <laughs> "You suck, Smudge." Ooh, get some notes there. Maybe you're wrong, Peppy. No day night test. Any notes? Was it? Rami is throwing in there. Thank you, uh, Ramana, for for sharing that. <laughs> I, I I thought differently, but perhaps I'm wrong. I've been wrong many times. Yes, yes. We can't be perfect. We'll let Jimmy, <laughs> we'll let Jimmy on the end to figure that out. Let's move on and talk some uh, Big Bash. Uh, Big Bash is underway. There's a bit of heat I saw before uh, from Matthew Wade and I think it was at Thunder uh, taking on the Hurricanes. I think the Hurricanes were going to do that one easy. They had about eight overs to go and about 20 to score. Uh, it looks like it's probably already done. The big, big chat, of course, uh, Sixers are on tonight with uh, the Australian players are back. Mm. So the Sixers, of course, will get Nathan Lyon and Smudge in the squad. Um, who played last night from the Australian team? I forgot. Warner. Warner, yes. Uh, so maybe uh, some juice into the Big Bash League uh, for the for the upcoming. Well, when do you think they get on a plane? Start of Feb for the next two weeks. We're talking about it before the show, and it it maybe specs volumes to where the Big Bash is at at the moment. Mm-hmm. They had this draft right, and they mm-hmm. they bring in these elite the international talent, elite South African, English, Pakistani cricketers. Uh, I was going to say they have six to go and David, Tim David, I think just hit the and six. That, to and they, done. <laughs> Tim David walk off. Uh, but these guys that they draft and they play five games and then they fuck off. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. And they've timed that around the test series finishing up and mm-hmm. you've mm-hmm. got the likes of, of Smith and Warner and Kawaja oh, and the rest coming. Most back. of them I think are playing. Labashane played the other night. Mm. Um, which makes me a little bit more intrigued. Agree, but and, and they've promoted it massively as well. The Big Bash League, you know, TV advertisement, etc. As all the Australian stars have returned to the Big Bash, etc., trying to again build hype back in the in the competition as it gets into, I guess, its middle to later stages. Yes, yeah. Before we get into finals, is there a world where uh, they they, they coexist? These you know Australian Test players and the elite international players. I don't Love know. to see it. We we covered it at length, I guess, last last mm. podcast as well, yeah. about how that all fits in the competition with the growth of the the Indian backed uh, other T Twenty leagues and how it all fits together. Which are about to start up, mind you. Also, yes, yeah. agree, about to start up. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see the longevity of that. But uh, I guess um, you know it was in Big Bash, probably in the headlines. Besides that, for the wrong re- wrongish reasons. Uh, with Cricket Australia's announcement, they've cancelled the one-day series uh, against Afghanistan, um, which did, of course, cause a bit of uproar in the Afghani players that are currently here playing in the Big Bash League. The face of that, of course, being Rashad Khan um, as, as the you know, probably best player in that country, um, yep. I, I would say. Arguably the best T20 player in the world. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. You know, kind of throwing, hey, if, if you – don't love us there, then you can't love us here. I think um, I might have, bang, you know, uh, mangled his quote there a little bit, but uh, mm. I think that was the gist of what he was trying to get at. No, he wasn't too happy with uh, Cricket Australia's um, decision. Mm. To me, it seemed like Cricket Australia probably looking for a reason to get out of this tour, yeah. and they've used, get it off the calendar. 
they've used, um, you know, the, the um, unfortunate um, ascendancy of, of the Taliban in, in the yeah. last few years and, to, to, to well, justify it. And the re- recent, I guess, legislation and the, the, the laws um, uh, um, pushing uh, the female population, mm. um, which is uh, what Quick Australia here has disagreed with in their overall treatment uh, of women. Um, so it's... The politics side of it, we probably shouldn't touch too much. No, about it. no. It's just created a kind of, I guess, a messy situation yeah, very uh, between some of your stars in the Big Bash League and some of your um, – uh, and, the, you know, the international game and kind of how it all fits. Yeah. So uh, it's a – I don't know. I don't know if you could have – you know, they've made a stance. It's probably, it's a good stance to probably take. Um, it's just a – don't know, timing, kind of maybe icky uh, – it's 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 hard to kind of nail the this yeah, story probably, down. We probably don't want to weigh into it too much because you probably get getting down to the itty bitty of of what makes us human. Yes, mm. and uh, obviously here you know men and and women you know are are equal. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that is that is not not the same. All around the world, agree. And yep. where where does sport play into that? Mm-hmm. One one must ask that question. Well, uh, you, I guess you've seen it recently with human rights and for Qatar World Cup. You've seen mm-hmm. it with mm-hmm. Russian athletes and the war in Ukraine. Mm. The idea of using sports as a way to put pressure on a foreign country for um, change, mm. I guess, is the main the main thing. Um, mm. Maybe haven't seen a lot of result, but we're talking about it. Well, I think that's the main thing. It's have, yeah, ha- having it's having the conversation is is important. Yes. Does us not going to Afghanistan to play cricket actually change anything that that what happens in in that country? I don't know. I don't know. But um, look, at the end of the day, we're we're a sports podcast. We we like to discuss the week that was in sport and 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 have a few beers and and look. Maybe we don't have the answers to to all of these. The meaning of life, etc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the the, the, more, the more pressing kind of um, yes. issues yes. Um, amongst humanity. Yeah, it's yeah. some of that stuff. You know, is uh, with the people of that country sort through and deal with. But then, you know, that always can't be the, the solution. Sometimes they need support and help from outside. So it's. Uh, geopolitics and etc. There's a whole bunch of shit. It's past our pay grade. Big time, big time. Which on this podcast is zero. <laughs> Plus a few ads. Uh, uh, Nam says India going to win the series 3-1. Well, if India win 3-1, three, we, make, we make the World Test Championship. Yes. If we lose four zip and Sri Lanka win a few games of, against New Zealand, which I don't see happening, yeah. we miss out. Essentially, we can go over there and lose every game mm-hmm. and still make the World Test Championship final. However, I don't think the boys would uh, want to have that as their no. goal. They, they probably <laughs> they probably want to take take a game or, yeah. or possibly the series. Well, I could, I can see probably a potential draw as well in one of those games. So mm. you know, it could be like a two-one series. But that's the question: if it's two-one, who's the winner? Um, I think it'll be a very close and hard-fought series. Uh, like everything else we've seen from both of those nations recently, let's let's just, let's hope for that. I'd rather have uh, you know uh, hard fought cricket uh, matches versus mm. uh, you know, shit pumping. So 
That's that's my hope. Up the Aussies. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, for me as an Australian cricket fan, I'd probably take three one. I'd probably take three one. Looking at it, this this series, generous. <laughs> this series scares me. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's intriguing. Mm. Can't can't wait to watch. Um, and especially the the evening time slot after after yep. working um, down here. So so we'll see what happens. Yeah, you've got you've got that um, World Test Championship table there, monks. Yep. One and two. How does yeah, it play so out? We are one and two at the moment. Australia is number one. Um, so that figure dropped to four after after you know the that summer series. pumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't tell from his distance that Windy's in three. No, Sri Lanka is Frank in number is three. three. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, so top five there, Australia, India, Sri Lanka, South Africa and England. Um, yeah. yeah. I think the bottom four already have been eliminated and it's probably, That's like horrible. you say, what Sri Lanka do against New Zealand. I think it's a um, three-horse race and I think the odds are against the Sri Lankans. When's that game played? Uh, upcoming. It's middle of the year? Nope. Oh, the World well, Test Championship. World Test Championship. That'll be that'll be middle of the year. Middle of the year. Mm. <clears throat> so potentially yep. the series might be extended to matches. What I'm getting. At. We'll see what the result is in India, and then where they play that in England. Yeah, I believe the final is at uh, at, at neutral ground. Neutral ground. ground. Interesting. Yeah, no England. That's funny. <laughs> 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 we will see. We will see. Enough cricket. Do we talk some NFL? Getting stuck into the playoffs. Oh, he broke his ankles. San Francisco uh, had a great second half today against the Seattle Seahawks, forty-one to twenty-three winners. Uh, it was a little bit damped. I think they had forecasted a little bit more rain than than what they got. Yeah, I think they were saying it was going to be heavy rainfall, but uh, which. Probably alludes to a good 49ers game, but mm. it didn't look that bad um, from what I saw. Spoke about him at the top of the show, uh, Mr. Relevant, Brock Purdy, doing doing a bit. Four tatters for him. And that San Francisco defense is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Spearheaded by, mm. by Fred Warner. Maybe gave up a few deep balls to DK, but outside of that. Um, DK had, had, a, had a day. He had a day uh, and really needed to to kind of keep them in this, mm. in this game, but they shut him down in the second half and – for Niners run away with it. So mm. yes. he's fucking hot, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen DK? You know, summer, summer preseason. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the outside of football. He's Ooh, <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> did you see? Um, did you see them? But warming up in Buffalo. Was it Buffalo a couple of weeks ago? Or they all up north. Off. Yeah. yeah. No, Kansas in Kansas, and they all had their shirts off. <laughs> you warmed up. Uh, Maybe cold looking at it. Uh. Yeah. What do we think of San Francisco? Can they win the whole thing? That's thunder. It's thunder. Yeah, it was, mm. it was well, a it was bit of a bit of a storm here. So, mm. yeah. storms are brewing. Storms are brewing. Um, uh, 49ers. They're going very deep into playoffs. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, I think it's them and Eagles. Um, yep. uh, clear heads and above everyone else. Yep, I think that's that's fair. Does Dallas or the we'll, Buccaneers? We'll get to Dallas. Let's talk. We'll get. To, we'll talk about Dallas in a little bit. So. <laughs> Uh, with that, uh, the other side of it, we had Jacksonville taking on LA and uh, the LA Chargers, that is. And the Chargers do Chargers things. Uh, take a 27-7 lead 
um, into the half and end up losing uh, 30 to 31 in this game. Uh, it was the crucifixion of uh, Trevor Lawrence, football Jesus, in, in the first half and the resurrection in the second. He has risen. <laughs> yeah, he has, he risen. has risen. Football and, Jesus has yeah, risen. Yeah, and to save the Jags' season, I think they last four games. They were losing in half and one mm. as well. So um, they do right. like to be behind and chase by all accounts. Um, massive balls on Doug Peterson as well as their, their coach as well. Um, went for two multiple times, going yep. for fourth downs. Just kept them in the game and – uh, really mm. pushed. Uh, Chargers fell apart a little bit. Uh, Bolsa had a bunch of unnecessary po- uh, penalties as well um, and they kind of fell away, um, which was massive considering they had five turnovers, four picks and one fumble recovery in, in the first half. Um, I think I said to you beforehand, I thought, you know, having a having all that turnovers, having all that possession and only have a 20-point lead, you, mm. you know, not, you, le- you left a sniff. You left a sniff there and – Left the door open, mm. apparently, yeah. or, or or the stone tomb, as you will, and he left it ajar. And uh, Trevor Lawrence has kicked it out and um, has risen, and they win, which is very very impressive. There, it's the most Chargers way of losing ever. Yeah. <laughs> missed the kick as well, so <laughs> missed the kick, which would have put them in front and would have put them out of reach in this one. Um, but yeah, it's very very Chargers. Duval County goes to the next round. What do we think of Brandon Staley last week playing all his starters given the the game did not mean anything? Didn't he mean anything? Did lose Mike Williams as the big out. Who broke his fucking back. Back, Yes. Apparently it's not too bad. It's a non-surgical back fracture. Yes. Um, I love to see it. Joey Joey Bosa was – uh, Saw groin, yeah. 50 50 before he, uh, the game. He did yeah. end up playing. So the shot, the Thoughts shot on that. The shot that Josie Jewell put on Eckler as well. You kind of was like, these, these are the reasons why. Uh, Get them out of there. <laughs> yeah, you're not playing starters for a game. Um, and they end up, lo- you know, even playing their starters, end up losing their game, which mm. probably doesn't help your playoff chances um, against the Denver team outplaying why not, why you. Why not put you in the right mindset? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So uh, a bit of chat about his job as head coach um, sounds like. Senior office, uh, you know, the owners, etc., weren't real happy with some of his questionable decisions, and that will continue. So on the hot seat, um, it could be, you know, the the last nail in his coffin, and he will get sacked in the coming week. Time will tell. Mm-hmm. Time will tell. It didn't make a lot of sense to us. No. Yeah, no, no, that, no. that is for sure. And we're not the big Chargers fans. We'd have to call in a, a few and ask some questions. But by all accounts, uh, a lot of questionable decisions throughout the entire se- season, not just um, in the last couple of weeks as well, which uh, asking a lot of you know questions about his calibre as a head coach and whether with the young Herbert and the talent they've got there mm. um, to put him over and, of course, potentially win a Super Bowl. That's where all the teams are aiming for. Uh, yep. Maybe they need to go get um, a veteran coach in the like of, say, Sean Payton, et cetera, those guys that are in the conversation for this round of head coach positions. That's it. Did Bill. you – go. Did you yeah. – I was looking at – you haven't broken it up AFC-based. It's You've gone either or, but that's probably in the order they're played at. So, Bill's <laughs> Dolphins. <laughs> Bill's Dolphins is the early game tomorrow. Tua out. Uh, Skylar Thompson is going to have the start. The Bills mm. probably walk this one in. I'd say so. Uh, think so. It's crazy to see how healthy the Bills are. I mm. think they've got bugger all people on injury reserve and they had like no one on their injury report for this week. So they're super healthy. 
Um, they did a, add Cole Beasley from the practice squad onto their starting roster. So I think he'll have a very minimal role, but they have also got him floating around. Um, what's their record against the Dolphins? Did they lose the first one and win the second? Yep, I believe so. They, yes. they lost week three, I think, to, mm-hmm. to the Dolphins. Yeah, yep. I, I just don't see the Dolphins winning without their man to a um, against Red Hot. Dolphin, uh, Red Hot Bills team with all that news of Hamlin, mm. Hamlin maybe even at the stadium. I just think they'll be so, so, so hyped and so jade for this game. They'll, they'll pump them. Yeah, pump them big. Vikings Giants. Who's the fakest team of them all? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Vikings won eleven games and went zero losses this year in games under one score. Mm-hmm. Does that mean they know how to win football games? Did they end up they finishing the season enough. with a negative points differential? It was close. Uh, very close. Yeah. Almost even, let's say. And then you can you, chase that one up, man. And then you've got the Giants who I guess one of those teams that maybe snuck in a little bit into this. Um, so, so does that make Minnesota – As a third team in this division, out of that division as well. So. Indeed, indeed. No, no commanders. Mm-hmm. Does that make Minnesota good at, at winning football games or does that just mean they've been lucky 11 times in a row? Well, I think they're good at scoring lots of points and also bad at letting in lots of points. And then mm. uh, as you will see if uh, some Kirk Cousins to Justin Jefferson mag- magic to win his football games, which um, hasn't worked all the time. Um, it has most of the time this year. So I still think they should probably beat the Giants. Uh, as a, overall as a squad, but Giants maybe are a better overall team. Like I say, they're, they're above average overall team, whereas I think the Vikings are like elite offense and terrible defense. So um, we'll see if, uh, you know, Vanilla Danny, um, Danny Dimes can uh, get them, Vanilla Vic actually, that's the name, can get uh, some rushing touchdowns against this team. And uh, it's probably going to be close. I'm still favoring Vikings maybe by a touchdown. I agree. I agree. I think that offense is elite. I think they may be a little bit leaky on the defensive side of things. Yeah, and if they have to play Eagles or 49ers next week, I'd say bye-bye, see you later. I'd agree. Uh, You see Justin Jefferson's numbers. He finished with 19 or not quite 1,900 yards. Didn't break the record, I believe. I think sixth. All time. Six all time, yeah. Of course, led the league um, for this season Mm -hmm. as the rushing leader. um, Receiving. Receiving leader, sorry. Um, Yardage leader. So, yeah, like I said, he's elite. That's Mm. one of the main reasons they have um, been as good as they have is that connection with him uh, and scoring all those points. We'll have to see if they can do it against the Giants. That's a <laughs> negative three-point difference. There you go. Negative three. <laughs> Which is crazy. And what, what was their record? Uh, 13, uh, 13 and four. four. Yes. And had negative points difference. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> crazy, yeah. I think. Crazy. Let's go to the AFC North. The Bengals take on the Ravens. It's going to be an uphill battle, you would think, mm-hmm. for the Ravens without mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. Uh, PCL. Injury, um, he won't be back this year, it seems. Yes. Yeah, there was some rumours, and I think it was actually from Sammy Watkins, who's back with the Ravens, uh, mm-hmm. was saying that, yeah, if he had his big contract, he would be playing in this game. So um, from a direct teammate, well, it's really? interesting take, very yeah. interesting take. Um, we will see whether that played a part. You know, I guess having $200 million in your bank account makes your knees feel better. Um, 
<laughs> but it also doesn't fix ligaments. Um, that is true. So, yeah, hard to say. It was an interesting take um, to come out of this game. They'll be up against it taking on a red-hot Bengals team who's really got nothing coming into this. Mixon got fined, of course, for his coin flip. Um, did hit up uh, Roger Goodell on Twitter to say, let's flip a coin, um, whatever. Yeah, well, what happened around that? Can, well, can well, you enlighten it's, the, the listeners? It still depends on results because they, they've picked the neutral stadium, which I believe is Atlanta from memory. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's Bills, Chiefs, um, they will go there. For the Bengals, I can't remember what their situation is, but for them they'd have to flip a coin on where – actually, my, my, if if – if the if it's Bills versus Bengals, I think then they have to flip a coin on who's the home team. Yeah, right. Um, so that was the whole point of the selling. He was kind of saying that you know that's that's annoying. Like, why mm. is the league forces into that situation to put it on a coin toss when it's out of our control of what happened? Yeah, exactly. Um, mm. uh, but of course, he got his. I think it was like fifteen, eighteen k fine. Um, but then he said <laughs> he flip a coin. Let him and Roger flip a coin. If Roger calls it, if he calls it right. Um, he'll pay the fine. Otherwise, let's send the fine to a charity. So, uh, which I think is an interesting take for mm. for a cel- yeah. celebration that was, you know, a bit a bit of nothing. Um, anyway, flip of the coin, huh? Yeah, I think Bengals. Bengals for this one. I agree. Yeah, without Lamar's, yeah, Bengals should be too much for him. Any uh, news there on the on the flipping of the coin? Uh, no, not that I can see from here. I think a lot of it was sort of around that. Um, it's yeah, results. We'll, we'll know. I think we'll know in a couple in after the divisional round. We'll know. It's, it's about the conference game. It's where mm, that conference yeah. game gets played. We'll know by then the scenarios of who's playing what. Um, mm. Yeah, it could end up being Bengals and Jacksonville go through, and then it doesn't matter. So. Mm. Um, might not be needed, mm. uh, but we will. Time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah, because I think last week a lot of it was based on who was going to get what seating, and now I suppose now that it's all sort of done and dusted, um, yeah, yeah, they're working out the rest. Yeah, well, the, it's because you know the Bills could still have equaled Kansas City, yeah. and the Bengals could have equaled the Bills. Yeah. So depending on how they play out, it's when they come together they haven't had don't have a defined seat against each other. Mm. So they'll have to make a decision on who does what. Let's talk Buccaneers, Cowboys, your two teams. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me throw this hat in the bin. Yeah. Um, uh, thoughts, Mark? Do you think the, the Bucs start as favourites, I believe, in, in this one? Yeah. I think um, I put the stat there. I mean, I'm always right with the Bucs. Mm. I think I put the stat there. T- uh, Tom Brady's been 6-0 and and I think that might have been incorrect. It's actually 8-0 against the Cowboys. Like he has a, an elite record against um, against the Cowboys, which is pretty impressive. Only five and four since the divorce, um, so kind of equal, equaled out. So I think he was <laughs> uh, was that math equal three and five before and five and four post. So mm. he did improve a little bit. Um, not sure if it was a divorce or the team getting a little bit hot. Um, Tampa sneak in. But I think the big conversation has got to be about the Cowboys because they got pumped by the Commanders 26-6 yep. Yep. the week before. Yeah. Dak yeah. threw a pick six. Dak has been bad. Um, his his number's worse than Derek Carr's. Yes, and that was a conversation we had last week and I mm. was a little bit worried about it and um, Commanders kind, it, of, kind of showed a good defense. If they have to rely on Dak, Cowboys can't do it. 
that's the, the thing. And I guess the question, and uh, mm. Jimmy, you've probably watched more Tampa Bay football than we have. Uh, can the Buccaneers' defense do the same sort of job as Commanders? I wouldn't think they've been that good this year. I think we're not. They are. I mean, again, playoffs is a different story as well. Mm. They have um, the goat. That's why you they also got to there. Um, but when you talk about playoffs, when you talk about championships, you talk about defense. You'd probably say Cowboys, Pip, Tampa, defense on the defensive yeah. side of the ball. Yeah. Um, but do they have more offensive output? They probably. I'd say so. You probably do. I yeah. think Mike Evans um, and Tom Brady have gotten hot in the last two weeks. They have two, three weeks. Have. So. Um, always seem to do fire at the right time of year as well. So mm-hmm. hopefully they have kept something in their back pocket and um, can at least make it one one round deep into the, the playoffs. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think that's probably the caveat. Whoever wins this game, I don't think it's past the divisional round. Uh, I think mm. Eagles 49ers um, will uh, dispatch whoever wins this football game. Yep. That's my thing. But overall, Cowboys maybe have a little bit of a DAC problem. Um, if he... Is I guess still coming back from the injury to the hand during the year, maybe a bit mm. banged up with other things as well. So we'll see if he can kind of regain his uh, elite form from years past. Mm. Do, and you that's, think, do you think they stick with Duck into the future? Well, let's ke- keep with that coaching conversation because um, uh, Brandon Staley wasn't the only one. Uh, Mike McCarthy also rumored to be on the hot seat. Lose this game, lose your job. Um, chat. Uh, with I believe Jerry Jones being a bit hot for Sean Payton. He, that's probably like the definite hotness. Um, Half the NFL is going to be hot for Payton at the moment though. <laughs> it is true. Uh, <laughs> Cowboys may be hot, hotter than most uh, and maybe some mutual um, flirting there between the two of them too. So um, mm. it, it could end up being uh, very interesting. Again, another team that's kind of like, hey, we've got, we've got the good defense now. We've got the receiving option. The line's good. We've got – you know, probably best, maybe second best running tandem in the NFL currently. Uh, you know, we need to get the best out of Dak. Maybe Mike's not the dude for that mm. job. Uh, maybe Sean Payton could do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's the, the question. So, we'll again, we'll see what happens. Um, but there are a lot of reports floating around, lose, lose your job. Is there a world where Cooper Rush fits into this Dallas Cowboys conundrum? Maybe. Took, he, he didn't lose, did yeah. he? He lost his last game and they switched back to Dak and he played mm. pretty poorly in that game. Mm. So um, hard to say. It's not to say as well there's other options. There's plenty of veteran quarterbacks potentially in the market. Mm. Yeah. Do you see Derek Carr as an improvement? I'd probably say not. But, you know, that is still a mm. name that's floating around. He's thrown less than 10 picks I think in the last three years or something. Mm. Besides this year was his worst year. In the last four, um, he's a guy that can win football games. Yeah. I think he's got the most actually fourth quarter and overtime wins, Derek Carr, in the last four or five years. So he can win a football game. Yeah. Um, what What do you think Carr's problem with it though? Like what was he Josh missing? Josh McDaniels. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. The coach that gets rid of franchise quarterbacks. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, uh, injuries as well. Like you, yep. Renfro, yep. Waller missed most of the year. Yep. Adams was basically his only option. They yep. blew up that offensive line and are still kind of rebuilding it. And the defense outside of Crosby's, you know, missing a whole bunch of like name talent as well. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
They're just grateful Denver played as poorly as they did, so they didn't end up being last in that division. <laughs> That's fair enough. Uh, Tom Brady was seven and zero against Dallas across the career. There you go. There's the result. So, yep. Omen. So, Omen. Well, hopefully, we can make it eight and zero. Yeah, the the goat keeps it rolling. Yeah. Just for one more week, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's playoffs. Uh, Eagles uh, and Chiefs resting up. We'll see the winners next week. Uh, so who would Jacksonville get? It would depend if the Dolphins win, wouldn't they? Dolphins win, they'd play Kansas. If Buffalo wins, it would be Jags-Chiefs. Yep. Yeah. So good luck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, coaching news, not a little else. Um, five jobs still open. Um, all the big names there, Harborough, yeah. Peyton, as we've been talking about, uh, David Shaw from Stanford, Jimmy Caldwell and Evero, um, to name a few. Um, and a bunch of other interviews of heaps of other guys happening. Um, they're kind of the hot names, I guess. That's why I put them up there. Um, I know Denver interviewed all those guys um, and uh, they will keep those interviews going. I think most... Coaching announcements happen in February, so it's probably yeah. going to be another two weeks uh, where, when, you know, yeah. playoffs finish and teams can pick apart some of those, you know, playoff team uh, coaching staffs where you'll see. Probably the big news that came out this week though, Cliff Kingsbury did. When I say five openings, five. one of those openings that opened up was the Cardinals job. And mm. well, actually the Lovey Smith story is hilarious. What happened? Uh, oh. they, he knew he was getting fired. Um, so he went for two to win the game uh, and uh, <laughs> give them the second <laughs> overall pick, not the first. So it was, you know. The, Is that confirmed? Do you reckon that's real? Yes. <laughs> Good, confirmed story. Uh, uh, Lovely Smith knew who's getting fired, so he's big dick the organisation. <laughs> went, went for two, won the football game and forced them out of the number one pick, uh, um, which, which means they probably miss out on, on Young um, because uh, it sounds like the Bears have all the trade partners in the world for that first pick. Mm. And okay. interesting, CJ Shrouds has two more days to declare his eligibility, otherwise he's going back to college. Interesting. Who's the Kentucky quarterback? Uh, is it Will... Um, Davis or something? Uh, Levi? Yeah, yeah. Is it Will Levi? Something like that? Something like that. Some chat around him being yeah, up there. You might still CJ Stroud's position. Yeah. Do you reckon Lovey Smith picks up a defensive coordinator position somewhere? I'd say so. He's, he's a good yeah, defensive surely. coordinator. Yep. So I'd say definitely he'll be on a staff somewhere. Mm. Um, but yeah, funny. The big dick, the, the organization. Isn't that bloke in his 70s? Yeah. He, he was doing them a solid and he was another yeah. one-and-done coach essentially there. Um, haven't really heard too much on their um, people um, actually interviewing for uh, Texans as yet. So we'll see. I suppose you'd probably want to, want to be avoiding that job if you were it's an up-and-coming coach though. But. True. You do have the second pick in the draft. So you could uh, potentially pick the quarterback um, to tie your, you know. It's gonna, is that going to turn the team around though? Uh, probably not straight away, but you've tied yourself to it. You, you're kind of saying, hey, I've, yeah. I've drafted a guy, give me three years. Uh, I need to work it out. Um, True. But, yeah, you never know. You never know. Uh, let's go back a week. I want mm. to talk Lions, mm. Packers. Mm. Uh, scenes after the Packers game, Packers fan to my yes. right wearing mm. the hat. Do you think Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is retiring? It looks like Randall Cobb. Cobb. Oh, oh, I, I still Cobb fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Cobb. Um, Opposite of uh, love pro- protein, yes. fat, yeah, Cobb, Cobb, uh, Randall Cobb. Uh, 
Cobb's Definitely. Old. He. Cab. Yeah, Cab. Cab. <laughs> Cobb. Um, definitely retiring. Uh, here on his end, you get mm. scenes of him crying after the game and Rogers condole, um, giving him condolences and you know, cards, consoling. Card, consoling. That's the one. He didn't die. Um, giving him <laughs> the cuddles, etc., as they were going off the pitch. Um, supposedly, Rogers met with the team, which would be our Wednesday, um, Tuesday over there, mm-hmm. to have discussions about where the team's going and what the direction is and what his kind of future is. Uh, no rumours. He wasn't on the McAfee show um, for, you know, Rogers Tuesday mm-hmm. uh, yeah. because of this meeting. He will be on McAfee Tuesday, you know, Rogers Tuesday, which is our Wednesday, so in a couple of days. Um, and Pat, you know, alluding he might divulge what he's going to do. Mm. But you there as a Packers fan, what do you think is happening with Aaron Rodgers after losing to the Lions and getting eliminated? It seemed like that was the last football game that he plays at, at Lambeau Field. Could very well do. He's got his new dime piece and um, maybe it is it is time for retirement and do something else. Well, there, there were a few signs, weren't there? Yeah, well, there... Ja- Jameson Williams uh, asked him, can I have your jersey? He said no. Yeah, I'm, after the game. Wanna keep oh, this oh, I want to keep this one. Yeah. He, he walks down the tunnel with mm. Randall Cobb under his arm, you know, mm-hmm. embracing yep. each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. The... The whole, you know, debacle around this year and his relationship with uh, with with Gooder Kenst or whatever his name is, yes, has has been under scrutiny. Um, mm-hmm. To me, it looked like it looked like that was the last game he plays as a Packer. Yes, yeah, and there's, you know, I guess the whole Devonta Adams going back to the the po- the preseason, off season, um, and free agency last year. You know, leaving mm. for more stability. Um, they were probably close and he might have had some insights into mm. kind of some of what Roger's thinking. Mm. Mm. Hindsight, funny, he's going to have a new quarterback most likely <laughs> in uh, Vegas. Um, mm. But, you know, again, maybe a little bit of bit of smoke there and it just kind of seems it's been uh, building up and up to um, potential fire that, hey, yeah, Rogers is uh, looking to finish up his career. He's 39 years of age. Yeah. You wouldn't. Look at his career and and have any any questions about what he's achieved. Yeah, it's the amount of quarterback hits and sacks he's taken. You know, yeah, he's like yeah. As an old man, you you kind of uh, think, uh, do I need to keep doing this? Considering I've got fuckloads of money, I'm already a part owner of the Bucks, um, part owner of the Bears. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> so like he's got money squared away. He could. Probably yeah. walk straight into a job with um, Pat and AJ if he really wanted I'm to. I'm sure he would. He could even join, yeah. you know, Tony Robo and future Tom Brady uh, in the booth if maybe he, a, again if he really wanted. Maybe a small podcast in Australia. True. <laughs> he could also just disappear and do a whole bunch of psychedelics for at the end of time. So like, whatever yeah. he wants to do. It's Where do I sign up? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, it, it could be. He could also could do anything. Walk into a. Lot of other teams. Yeah, he. he and do you reckon he would do, would do that if the situation was right? Walk into that Dallas role. <laughs> oh, now that's a question. He's he's yeah. been he's been green and yellow his whole, you know, career. Pro- professional career. Does he go and? But and has play? green and yellow been Rogers the, the entire time he's been there? Good question. <laughs> I, I loved. <laughs> I would love to interview the bloke if yes. if you're listening, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I maybe, would maybe do a bit of ayahuasca together. Yes, maybe. Yeah. I, I'd say post. I mean, Tom Brady did it. 
True. Mm. I'd say post-retirement, um, you may hear a lot about the inner workings of that the Packers organisation. Yeah, well, which will be quite interesting. Yes, I agree. So, final thoughts? Done or he's coming back? I think he's retiring. I'd go that way as well. Jimmy? Never say never. Yeah, never say never. I don't know if he's... Of Tom Brady fame down the other table. Yeah, that's it. Uh, if he, he stays with the Packers, I reckon they'd be asking him to restructure his deal. Yes, uh, which are also great points. I think the four or five highest-paid quarterbacks didn't make playoffs this year. Mm. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Because um, all those guys have got the big deals. Rogers, Wilson, Murray. Who was the other one? It's interesting that you mentioned Russell Stafford, Wilson. Maybe? Yeah, well, he got a massive extension before the season started, so didn't make the playoffs. He's pet. <laughs> <laughs> I think the coaching was more the issue. Uh, uh, I disagree. Do I you disagree. think? You, do you yeah, think you can six see six touchdowns in two weeks is not bad? You reckon you can see improvement next year with Russell Wilson? Oh, definitely. Like I just said, six six touchdowns in two weeks uh, was almost the rest of the entire season. I think there was a bit of a coaching issue there for sure. Mm. They just beat the Chargers. They just beat themselves. So, like, you know, and played well, very that, well. That probably, probably says it. Well, it's the Chargers the themselves. <laughs> yeah. All right, what are the Chargers? What did they go into the playoffs as? As an eight and nine team? Something like that. They, you know, they were a 500 team and, you know, they've uh, mm. uh, played well against them with 23 guys on IR. So, yeah, I think they can definitely be better next year. Just mm. got to be healthy. Charges were ten and seven. Yeah. Yeah. All pro teams? Yes. Yeah. Uh do you have a list there? I'll bring it up. I think Mahomes was probably the biggest story out of that. Forty nine or fifty votes as the quarterback. Basically guarantees he's gonna be the MVP. He's very good at football. Yeah, I've another five thousand plus year, all the touchdowns, no not many turnovers. He's he's been very, very good. Um, this year as we expect. So it was him and Hertz were the, the two. Uh, what have we got? Mm. Josh Jacobs was the rushing leader this year. Um, How about his comeback? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Mm. I think he's a free agent as well. The, the, oh. the veteran free agents running backs going into the offseason is a very tasty. I think the mm. 10 guys that potentially could have new jobs that were all like 1,000-yard rushers. So it's a good job there. Uh, Nick Chubb was two. Uh, Justin Jefferson we have talked about mm-hmm. and Tarek Hill were the ones followed with A.J. Brown, Stefan mm. Diggs, C.D. Lamb. Oh, I forgot Donvante Adams, mm-hmm. the top three. Uh, C.D. Lamb uh, there for the wide receivers. Uh, Kels, as you'd expect, is a tight end. Kittle, um, he had a slow start to the year, was number two. Mm. Mm. Uh, I had him on a fantasy team and he, he, he really turned it up on the back end of the year <laughs> after, <laughs> after I was like one and eight. Uh, Trent Williams, John, oh. is that Benito there? Uh, Bitonio. Bitonio. It's a, that's, that's a bit of a bibbity bibbidi yeah. bobbery. I'll yeah. leave that with you, yeah. Jason mm. Kels, uh, Zach Martin and Lane Johnson round mm. out mm. Um, the starters for the offensive line. Um, and then defense. Yeah, up, 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 up. It's on the right. Thing. Oh, yeah, good job. Uh, Ed Rushes, Nick Bolsa was a sack leader. Eight, eight and, and a half. half. Probably favorite for defensive player of the year. Um, will probably beat out his partner in crime there in Mika Parsons. Micah. Micah, sorry, Micah Parsons. Uh, Miles Garrett and Hassan Reddick were there's twos. Chris Jones, mm. uh, 
was it? Quinnan. Quinnan Williams uh, were the ones. Dexter Lawrence and Jeffrey Simmons were the twos. Linebackers, Fred Warner and Rokan Smith from uh, Baltimore. Oh, and Just got paid as well. Just got paid. Huge mm, deal for mm. him. Will stay in Baltimore for a very, very long time, which makes sense. Like he, he, mm. he looks like a prototypical uh, Baltimore Ravens linebacker, so he'll be there for a long time. Uh, and Matt uh, Mione there as well. Milano. Milani. Um, Bobby Wagner, CJ Mosley and Demario Davis were the two. Cornerback's interesting. Yes. Sauce Gardner. First. Rookie. Patrick Sertan, yeah. rookie last year. Probably last year, yes. Um, yeah. Probably the two best cornerbacks this season. Uh, Sauce was the only rookie, I believe, in this all-pro list, which is impressive. Yep. Yep. I think then the mm. first in a long time to be on the all-pro list. Um, Alexander and Bradby were the um, twos. Um, and then you had Mika Fitzpatrick and... Can't read that. Talanoa <laughs> Hufunga. Uh, well, He's got big Troy Polamalu vibes yes, uh, yes. playing safety for the 49ers. Yes. Uh, Justin Simmons and who was the other one? Uh, James. Uh, Doing James. Doing James with two. So mm. not a huge amount of surprises I don't think in all that list. There were – I think Kels was uh, a 50 for 50 um, – pick mm. and I think one of the offensive linemen was the other 50 for 50 um, as well. There was a bunch of guys that, you know, got 49 and 50, um, which is impressive. You get all the voters voting for you is very, very good. Mm. Um, but, yeah, we talked about Source as the rookie in that list. Um, I can't think of any major snubs um, from that list. That is probably everyone that did a very elite this year. Fair split between AFC and NFC. Blokes, do you reckon? Mm-hmm. I'd say so. There's a lot of 49ers, a lot of mm. Eagles in there, which, yep. Is, yep. which is fair. You know, a couple of Chiefs, as you would expect. Um, you know, a lot of guys from playoff teams. So, yeah, really, I think it is what it is. And that's the NFL for this week. That'll probably wrap up our NFL chat for this week. Uh, a few big games going ahead tomorrow, early our time. Uh, what's it, Sunday night, Sunday afternoon over there? All day, Sunday, I think. Mm. Football. Well, it's two games. Playoffs. Two I think games, it's three. Three games. Three games. Three. Yeah, so there'd be a morning game, an afternoon game, and an evening game, I'd say. I'd say so. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit of basketball. Uh-huh. Curry. Curry sets, fires, puts it up. Bang! So uh, there was 68,000 people in the Alamo Dome yesterday mm-hmm. between Huge the crowd. Spurs and the Warriors. Quite a fun kit, actually, from uh, the, the Spurs. They'll, you know, in the in the sky blue <laughs> and a bit of colours and, and the rest of it. I wonder, moving forward, mm-hmm. does the NBA consider doing this kind of game in a football stadium you make more money on, you know, ticket sales and the rest of it? They've th- I suppose the biggest one would be not every team would be able to do that, right? Yeah. Well, well, well here's the question for where do, where, every, do play, where do they play the final? They play well, they play home and away, so. But every city, every city has a football stadium. Yes. Mm, some does, of them, does some every, of them are a little bit busy so depending they, on this time of year. Well, you need a roof. Crowds. You need a roof on it as yes, well. Yes. Yeah. So not every city has a football stadium with a roof on it. Mm-hmm. 
There are a lot of football stadiums though in the US. Fucking hell. Uh, a lot of very big ones. Uh, I guess the question, because they play so, mm. it depends on the game, because they play so often, mm. that twenty to 30,000 kind of size arena makes sense because they can. It's 20 really. Yeah, it's 20. Because yeah. they, they can pack them, you know, they pack them, they, they look full constantly. Like mm. it's, it's a good visual. Um, you don't want you know, like what we have here with NRL games to play in an eighty thousand seat stadium with ten thousand people. It doesn't looks, look doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. That's what uh, I'd be worried about. Yeah. So uh, I think you'd have to pick and choose what you would. And I, I think final series maybe make more sense if you want um, to get guys in there. But I guess the history of you play your games home and away, you don't want game seven if you're going to a game seven in SoFi Stadium as mm. you will. And like it would be scenes, but uh, it doesn't really help. Um, either team that's kind of, I guess, the top seed that's you know wants that as a home game. You've, you're taking it for a neutral. Um, so maybe for some of the big rivalry clashes where they've got a bit of heat and fire, they know they're going to sell massive tickets. Yes, but then yeah, I guess you know three weeks later, well three days later, they might have to back up and play at home anyway in their small stadium. So I mean, it's, it's 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 a bit different. Is it kind of gimmicky? Like you saw photos of. Um Hang on. I saw no, the video of them else. with the phones uh, with uh, the lights. Yeah, like off. if you got people sitting up in the nosebleed sections watching. An I saw some people photos NBA that. game right in the middle of the field. Like, yeah. how can you? They were shit seats. I, don't like, know, like, I saw some pictures of you... people like nosebleeds trying to rock basketball, and I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, like how how do you get around that? Like, would you probably have like the court like offset to one side of the? F- Stadium it, so that you can it fill is, up most yeah. of that side of the stadium or I guess it is a bit of a difference in the way it's it's not really purpose the, built for a smaller court like no, it's not. Yeah. and it's a different atmosphere because you know basketball is more courtside, whereas mm-hmm. you know football football yeah. always has the big walls and you're kind of sitting over it. It is, you know, it's more intimate, I guess, is the idea with the basketball and the teams. Um mm. whether you can recapture that in a big football stadium, I I don't know. But then again, you get boxing matches and big football stadiums and, um, you know, they sell out and have all the hype. You've got all the people on the field essentially mm. on field seating ring ringside. So it works for them. I, I can't see why not for like a big, big event that they can't do it. Is it a product of supply and demand? Could be. Yeah. Uh, they do supply a lot and, you know, they have five mil average viewership um, for, for matches mm. compared to – the NRL, which uh, for a lot of the big matches was 40 and they kind of minimum was 20 mil. So, mm. you know, there's, I guess, yeah, again, like you say, supply and demand, there's one football game a week versus three or four boxing, not boxing, um, basketball games. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it can be, could be the difference. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of think you it's, need to. Yeah. For me, it's kind of you'd have to hype it with the right series or right kind of thing. Mm. Um, yep. I don't know. The only thing that can make sense to me is maybe in a final series where maybe game one is a neutral game. I don't know. Well, uh, but then someone's got to give up home field for one of them. Yeah, which you, which I don't think they'd agree to. Or you yeah. go to a game seven and that has to be a neutral one. You get your three at home and three away, and then sevens. But then neutral. Yeah, you're seven, you're neutral, but you're how often you don't get to game seven as often as you'd probably like for the NBA to kind mm. of create that drama. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, then do you play the first one in neutral, potentially make it in theory run a little bit longer? Play, play the lot in neutral. 
Oh, yeah. NFL does it. <laughs> yeah. Or, do you, or for like your, your final series, you know, Golden State take it on whoever, as an example. Um, Golden State taking on Boston. All prediction. Um, do you, do, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, that was last year's, wasn't it? Golden State taking on Boston? Yes. Or was it Bucks? I can't remember. No, it was Boston. Boston. Uh, instead of, you know, when they go play the home game, instead of playing the home game in their arena, they play it at their local, their, you know, the football stadium. So. Mm. Maybe. So when you sell a lot more tickets, but I don't know. I just don't think it's the vibe for basketball. I'm the dinosaur in the end. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I really like it. I do, I, I, I do I like, like the, the spectacle. Yeah. I just don't mm. know how you'd turn it into a regular product. I like the idea of it. I think, again, going back to the number of the games they play, could you consistently get numbers in the stadium? Does it matter? Does it matter if it turns into an NRL game where you got 25% capacity? I don't know. It's just another – I don't think they'd, they'd do that look because they, they are – you know, TV deals are still massive. They've got to broadcast yeah. the thing. They don't want to be hiding the crowd because they've got none. Um, I think COVID kind of showed that, you know, you still need cra- yeah. crowds – yeah. And good crowds at basketball games. So I just don't think it uh, suits. Mm. That's a good point as well. The the way that COVID changed the uh, the dynamic. Yeah, you can tell that. Take you to that Jacksonville game we just watched where they beat the Chargers. They were at home. You'd, the crowd was a massive difference in Huge. the second half. Huge. Yeah. You know, the, you know, they were quiet in the first and they had all the volume you needed in the second. That's how you get back and win games. It's um, It does add the momentum. Getting cheered for um, make, makes you do do things. You know that's peer pressure. <laughs> the, the Hawthorne effect, I believe, yes. is is what that is called. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. One performs better when uh, one is observed. Yes, if they are good at <laughs> at what is being performed, still have to have a little bit of talent there. Mm. Yeah. Looking at uh, the standings in the NBA, the Celtics. Still round out the top spot. The Nets mm. still charging up the top. What do you think of Ben Simmons? He keeps his run of zero buckets and he had nine rebounds and ten assists the other day. He <laughs> plays great <Yeah>. great basketball <laughs> outside of scoring. Yeah. Uh, he's got a role in that team, doesn't yes. he? Yes. Yeah. Again, he doesn't he probably doesn't need to score as well. Though. Fuck no. no. So I, th- I think with Durant missing, they probably want some points for him. He can't be playing playing twenty seven minutes and put up zero. Yeah. They need a couple buckets, I think. At least a couple. If yeah. if Kyrie Irving and Kevin as Durant as are on your team, I don't think it's your responsibility I to agree, score. But with Durant out at the moment, I think he needs to offer him a little bit. Can't Possibly. rely. You can't rely on Kyrie to do a lot um, in the, the coming weeks. Yeah. I mean, I suppose that is like that is it. Like as long as you're winning games, then Simmons is doing enough. As soon as you stop winning games. Then you need to start asking the question. Yeah. And they could probably not change anything and still be competitive and be in that top four uh, when mm. Durant gets back, which is maybe all they need to do. This is like keep keep the ship, ro- uh, you know, facing the right direction and uh, afloat. Um, and when the captain comes back, they can uh, make a push for the finals. Mm. Anything else interesting you see on that list, Pepe? Cavs, Knicks. Knicks playing good. Jalen Brunson mm-hmm. and earning that paycheck. Uh, Miami. Climbing up, up that those standings. Got to talk about Jimmy buckets. Mm. Like he's back, and he, they went forty from forty the other day from the free throw line, and yeah, he, he drilled the last one to get them uh, to win by a point. So, uh, yeah, I think 
I think we talked about last week. Jimmy Buckets back for that team is huge, and they will start to to arise. Uh, he's he's quintessential to them being a good basketball team. Yep. Mm. Oh yeah. Then we start getting into the iffy area, if you will, the Indiana Pacers, the um, Atlanta Hawks, the Chicago Bulls, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. Toronto, Washington is eh. And then <laughs> they're the guys we've already written off. So. And then all well, Orlando, Detroit, and Charlotte. Let's mm. see you later. The West Nuggets still hold top position. Uh, the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, the Kings. Mm. Mm-hmm. What are they called? Shine the beam or beam me up, Scotty? Beam me beam up, me beam me up, Scotty. Yep, the beam, <laughs> the purple beam. It's fun. It's fun. It is. Uh, the Mavs, Luca. I think is is the best player of basketball in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a fair statement. He then, just needs a bit more, I guess, around him and the team. I think they well. I, yeah. Again, I don't. I that's not don't, the, that's not the discussion, is it? Yeah, true, true. That that'll be a playoff discussion. <laughs> I'm not saying the Mavs are the best team in basketball. No, no, I'm saying yeah. Luca yeah, is the best yeah. basketball player. Yes, I'm saying where they are at five, there just over 500, 24 and twenty. Mm. Um, they may need more f- to help Luca to uh, you know potentially get him his first championship. Agreed. Mm. Golden State, they're five hundred. They're clawing their way up. Slowly working. Their way. Minnesota, what what are your yeah. thoughts around the T Wolves? They on paper, <laughs> on paper should be good. This Gobert, you know, trade signing hasn't really worked out. Yeah, I still feel too tall. That's how. Uh, I think we talked about it last week. I feel that they're too tall and um, it's really not working for them. Yeah. But I don't see – they're going to need to, I guess, fundamentally change the way they kind of play to get the best out of the two of them to see how it works. Does one give mm. up a bit of height for a bit of coordination coming from a tall person? Potentially. And it might also be, you know – do they need to rotate the minutes a little bit to kind of uh, give different looks? Because um, yeah, if you've got two big men on the on the on there, maybe they are going. Other teams are going smaller, add more movement to try and uh, go against them. Then we've got mm. Clippers, Jazz, Suns. That's probably who who we're looking at. Suns and a bit unders. Indeed, struggling a little bit late. They're, yeah, I think they've lost six out of eight or mm. sliding. And then uh, Portland, OKC, the Lakers have used 52 players since they won the won the chip in 2020. Uh, yeah. Wow. That's a lot of players mm. in a few yeah. years. I think LeBron, again, continues his form. He's been better, but they're just not winning enough games. I think he can't do it all himself, can he? Yeah. Spurs, Rockets round out the West. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I did see that I think the Lakers worked out Cousins during the week as well. Um, see if they get him. Uh, but, again, another old head uh, to jo- join an old team. Mm. Um, seems a little bit odd. But yeah. Yes. What do you think That'll about um, James the Lakers next year? Uh, he's got what? Well, he's got next year and then his son comes out the following year. Mm, yeah, I think from memory. That's all he's aiming for. So he's been doing all these Hollywood stuff in LA. So he's probably set there. Mm, 
if the Lakers want to move on from him, they probably could. Mm. Um, I, do you think it's more a Lakers decision than a LeBron decision? Yeah, I think LeBron would be happily to play the Lakers next year's year and then go wherever his son gets drafted. Really? Um, you, you don't reckon LeBron has holds any cards in that situation though? Uh, yeah, he's definitely got some clout, but also he's old as fuck. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the question. Is like uh, the Lakers got to make the decision: do we ride with LeBron for another year, um, with you know the wheels potentially falling off like we've seen mm. the last two, or potentially, <laughs> yes, or or do we go full rebuild mode? Um, do they go have to go find out the next young talent? Who's the next Kobe, LeBron, etc. that we can build mm. the franchise around? I mean, that's it. Like they gotta, they're going to have to start that at some point. It's just mm. do they start this year, yeah. next year, or they kick it down the can down the road for another. That's that's what I'd be interested to see. Basketball is a weird sport. Mm. Like they could completely it's have a new starting five next year. Like yeah. If they really oh yeah. To. So they could definitely do it. You know who missed the most shots in NBA history? Kobe Bryant. True. He also took a fuckload, so. (laughs) (laughs) His percentage, I think, was probably still good. I'd say so. (laughs) Yep. Enough basketball? Yep. Enough for the week? Let's talk some other round ball. Soccer into the EPL. Can you put that table up on the... So Arsenal are still uh, top, top of the EPL... Table, however, Manchester is red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> United get the job done against City today. It's mm. uh, perhaps. Did you, did you see the comments from the City coach? No, I did not. Um, I think he's kind of written off the Champions League, um, not cha- the the Premier League, and is focused on Champions League. That sounds like a cop out really? to me. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's definitely a cop out. Pep, Pep Guardiola, say that. <laughs> of same name as me, fame. Uh, it's. I think it's the funnest year that we've seen recently. Oh, it's a well, compared to the last year. It's a massive change up. Mm. Yeah, big change of fortune. Guys so, chasing. You know, like there's a bit of a mix up there. Chelsea tenth. Like it's, di- it's different. Signed uh, uh, Liverpool Fe- at nine. So like, yeah. Joe Felix this week. He went studs up in his first game. <laughs> <laughs> Guarded <laughs> off he goes. Three weeks. Three weeks he copped. Jeez, money well spent. Yeah, well, sometimes you just have frustration, you know, <laughs> in, in life. and you He's trying to settle in. He needed an extra leave. So. Mm. <laughs> just really getting a bit of anger out. Yeah. Mm. Look, I can I can relate. Mm-hmm. I can relate. However, mm-hmm. if uh, Atletico's played 125 million euros for you, yeah. I think 15 on the, on the transfer fee, perhaps not the smartest move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chelsea mm-hmm. and Liverpool – Right down there in the middle of the table. Middle of the table. I like you. I like you. Yeah, well, let's open it up a little bit at top. You've got Newcastle and I guess Hotspurs and Fulham kind of there and thereabouts and those remaining. Mm. Um, How is Brighton? Just, Brighton. Yeah. yeah. Just just quietly. Um, I don't want to talk about it. Bradford as well <laughs> at eighth. So it's a very, very looking, different looking top ten. Mm. Though what have we got? 20 matches for some of them still to play. They play 39, yep. do they? Uh, 38, 38, I believe. Yeah, so uh, almost at the midpoint of the season, a lot could still change. So I guess there's some uh, interesting comments there of, you know, uh, where the Premier League's not for us and, you know, we're focusing on the Champions League. Seems to be like a bit of cop-out with so many matches still to go and you're only five points behind. 
Um, How about Everton still sitting in that <laughs> relegation zone? Mm, well, yeah. Joined by West Ham there as well and Southampton. So, yeah, West Ham falling for grace for them too. So It is also between 20 and 15, three points. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's pretty close there, I guess, even you know, 12 and 11. Like uh, is 10 points between 11th through the 20th. Um, or oh, 10th as well. So 10th through the 20th, there's 10 points between them. Um, and then yeah. there's, I guess, the big gap goes from 10th to 1 where there's 20. So um, there's a quick math on the ASCII. It's a fun, it's a fun year. It's a fun <laughs> year. Arsenal uh, obviously playing above and beyond what anyone expected. Mm. Uh, you know, Martinelli and Odegaard. And yeah. very, very good in, in the middle. City, given, given their team, uh, probably playing a little bit unders and United. Mm. Seen the last five? Green, 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 green. Oh, yeah. I'd even go yeah. to what were the last Pretty five of that? I think they've, since their divorce uh, from Ronaldo, they've been uh, lights out. I guess, the, you know, the whole Ronaldo interview, maybe that steeled the team together a little bit and they've a bit of camaraderie there and they've uh, been red hot <laughs> since. Uh, you can't deny the fact that they've been really good. Was Ronaldo really that toxic in the team that they just could not put games together? I don't, maybe not toxic, but distracting. <laughs> would Very would, distracting. As a straight bloke, would you still hook up with him <laughs> given his toxicity? Well, he, he, w- he wouldn't be allowed to play for his current team if that was the case. <laughs> I probably would. <laughs> uh, putting on a spot here, but um, do you on. reckon there's any hangover from the World Cup for some of these teams? Uh, interesting. Well, who's the top goal scorer in uh, the Premier League? Uh, Erling Haaland, yeah. who has had fucking two months off. Exactly. Yeah. And who's he play for? City. Good. So <laughs> what I'm – no, yes, I know the answers. I was getting to the point of if the guy that didn't play the World Cup who's scoring the most goals is on the team that's kind of given up on the Premier League, I'd say no, maybe not too much of World Cup. Maybe some form for a couple of guys coming mm. off the World Cup. A bit of mm. hype. Um, so maybe depends. But I wouldn't – I don't mm. think – too much impact yet. Maybe ask me in too much time when they, these guys are starting to get to the back end of the season and they've had a lot of miles in their legs and uh, mm. might need a rest. That's probably yeah. when the World Cup will make more of a distance when they've been playing soccer nonstop for six months. Mm. I suppose so. But at the moment, I would say no. Mm. My thoughts. Who do we see taking this out? Uh, Newcastle, Newcastle for smoking. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at that. I need, my, I need my Saudi money. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to sponsor an up and going for it, <laughs> five That's points clear. The Gunners. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I suppose Gunners will be favourites at this point. I suppose you can't always count out Man City. Nah. I suppose you've got to look at the talent of the season, who's playing who. Um, and, yep. again, legs, like um, Champions League games and then yeah, obviously World Cup and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's the best uh, EPL year in recent memory, that mm. is for sure. How do we finish it up? Is it a final round? Yeah, before you, before you do that, give me a second. I just want to straighten that camera because I think Peppy kicked it. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, I have a uh, 
mustache and goatee um, <laughs> combination because I went to a 90s party yesterday as Dave Grohl, Foo Fighters fan, etc. Sorry. It's times like these <laughs> you learn to live again. All right, give us uh, a final round. Let's go. Let's finish up. Khabib Nurmagomedov has retired mm. from coaching. Uh, what, what's he going to do? Family life, I think, by all accounts. He's you know, got married a couple of years ago and um, wants to take a step back from uh, mixed martial arts. Um, the question I have for you, though, mm. he's well, he's a big coach and a big coach of a lot of important fighters. Mm. Uh, one very specific one that I wanted to have a chat about. What do you think this does for Islam uh, going into the Volk fight in a month's time? Do you think that's a big out uh, for him not having Khabib there as his coach and in his corner? Well, it's it's arguably mm. the best fighter of all time leaving your your camp. Mm-hmm. However, so is he retiring effective immediately? Is that uh, the story? I think that was the story that he's stepping down. He well, he hasn't been in the corners of any other fighters that I know of, um, and he has does corner a lot of the guys um, out of their fight camp um, as part of theirs. You know, I guess one of their leading coaches um, in that camp. To me, it's mm. uh, the report that I was seeing was like, he, yeah, he's retiring and he's stepping down. Um, you do ask a good question, is it effective in media? But I've, I think if they were making that announcement, they'd be doing it now. Uh, otherwise, they'd be doing that post mm. this fight. Like, you know, he'd corner Islam and then, um, you know, go off into the sunset. He's like, I'm the job done. But it sounds like it's now. It's well, like yeah. I'm breaking it. Islam's probably getting into the middle to say, uh, you know, he's probably got three quarters of his uh, fight camp still to go. So maybe it's a good time also to get out. So he's got his other coaches there to fill in and take over Khabib's role. I just, um, you know, do we do we downplay the role in uh, of Khabib in the rise of Islam? Is is he that important there, or is Islam as good as uh, we think he is? Um, you know, being a first, former uh, Sambo champion, um, you know, as one of the only legit guys in that camp to actually win uh, that sort of championship, is he? Uh, as good a fighter and it won't matter and he's going to go out there and have a good mm. uh, fight against Alexander Volkanovsky because um, interesting, both of them were uh, Alex's uh, pound for pound number one and Islam mm. was number two. That mm. got announced during the week as well. So a massive, massive um, cross-championship fight there. How do you think mm. uh, Volk feels going into that one? Confident. Mm. Like, why wouldn't you? Like, he's the Alexander the Great. Mm. Um, yes, he maybe gives up a little bit of size, but he's, you know, gives up a lot of size to most guys he fights anyway in yep. the featherweight yep. division. It'll come down to technique and we'll see how it all plays out. Yeah, I suppose that does put him, uh, Volkanovski, in a bit of a compromising position because if he does have that confidence, does it purely give too much based confidence? on the dis- distraction of it all, mm. then that could be a little bit short-sighted, a little True. bit um, false sense of security, I guess. Um because, like, as much as Khabib's been in Islam's corner, like, Islam's still the fighter that he's got to face. He's not facing Khabib, um, so to speak. So, true. Yeah. True. You have to be very careful thinking that sort of stuff, I reckon. I guess. But you can probably, is it safe to say that Islam with Khabib in his corner is more dangerous than Islam without? I think it's. Good. I don't know. I. 
because you know, for a dude you roll with every day, uh, being arguably the greatest fighter in the world, mm. um, to me, I think that's advantageous. But again, you roll with him every day, like you'd obviously pick up everything that he's putting True. in. True. So, so if he's retiring, and do you need? Do you necessarily uh, need him? Has he learned everything from habit. Khabib? It's oh. just habit now. I don't know. It's also it's a very good point. Has he surpassed Khabib? Mm. I mean. Win against Volk probably will answer that question. Mm. Yeah. Khabib's obviously a legend, but you'd say probably the wrestling, the grappling side of the fight is where he provides most of any valuable input. It's not necessarily striking. True. So, again, where does Islam take take this fight as well? Is he going to, because of the size difference, is he going to stand up and strike or is he going to try and wrestle shit out of him? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We will, of course, preview that fight as we get closer to fight night, uh, fight mm. day. Um, but it was, I guess it was just an interesting point to discuss uh, with Definitely. Khabib going off into the sunset. Indeed. Mm. Uh, the card today had Sean Strickland uh, jump in as, and that's the fight right there, mm. as a replacement. Like six days notice or something yeah, like that? Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, they joked at the weigh-in yesterday is just like, how am I the bigger guy? Um because the dude he's fighting with is about the same size as him, but he's like jacked a huge. So they did this at a catchweight at the light heavyweight division, I think was a catchweight. Because, um, of course, Strickland being a middleweight um, wasn't going to get down to 185 on six days' notice. Um, who won this fight for us, Jimmy? Looks like uh, Strickland might be getting Strickland did. Stru, what, what round are we talking? I uh, went to decision. Uh, oh, five rounds. Wow. Uh, no, it was only a three round fight. How's that right? There's five rounds on the screen there. Uh, hang on. No, it was three refs on players. <laughs> you say, I can't read. He's wearing glasses today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a five-round fight. Um, unanimous, unanimous decision, 49-46, 49-46, um, Maybe drop this first round. Looks like getting hit a bit here. Maybe. It looks it like it went in deeper. Well, that's that's good for Strickland. He needed to kind of right the ship a little bit um, mm. after, of course, getting slept by uh, Alex Alex um, Pereira in the uh, his ascendancy to the middleweight championship. So, Fair enough too. Yeah. Dude's got hands. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, so this one was at light heavyweight. Yes. Yeah. So no, wasn't. I just, or anything. I'm just not sure if his opponent is uh, a light heavyweight by nature or they just agreed to do it in this division. Because, mm. like, Strickland's got seven against his name there, but I think he's a seventh-ranked middleweight. He's not a seventh-ranked yeah. light heavyweight. So. Yes. All right. Speaking of light heavyweights, let's use that and go into UFC 283, which mm. I believe is in Rio uh, de Janeiro. Where is that? Yep. Brazil. Yep. yep. Down there in Rio. <clears throat> we'll start off, I guess, with uh, Glover Teixeira taking on um, the challenger in Hill, who after the draw previously got this fight. Anthony Smith, I think, was booked to fight Hill. Um, lost his opponent and Hill will now fight uh, Teixeira for the championship. What do you think of this? Glover is old. <laughs> Still good though. Fucking oath he is. And Jamal yeah. looks good against Petraka. P- perhaps a little bit lucky to be, to you know have this title fight. What I thought was interesting was his last loss was four or five fights ago mm. uh, against yep. Paul Craig, mm. who was on this card, um, light heavyweight taking on Johnny Walker. 
who Kevin Walken. Yep. Uh, Johnny Walker. <laughs> Johnny Walker. Theme. <laughs> no, which is interesting because I think Johnny Walker. Uh, who beat Johnny Walker recently? There's a weird matchup in this. Craig beat Hill. Hill beat Walker. I think was uh, how it all worked out. Um, yes. Uh, Walker beat Hill. No, sorry. Walker lost to Hill. Yep. And then. Yeah, and that was after um, Craig had beaten Hill. Uh, but Craig, I think, yes. lost since then. So a bit of a trifactor there, but um, some guys kind of there and thereabouts uh, for this division. It is a step up for Hill. I think he's about middle of the pack mm. um, in the light heavyweight division. I favour Tixera in this one, even though he's old as balls. I do mm. too. Yeah. He's got the experience there. Mm. Um, you guys see the heavyweight news today? Oh, well, I guess that's mm. uh, the, the new announcement. Um, was leaked. John Jones taking on uh, Cyril Gain, um, Garn, depending on how you want to say it, mm. uh, for the vacated heavyweight title. Um, mm. Was leaked at T-Mobile Arena, later confirmed by John Jones, later confirmed by the UFC. I think they didn't want to, you know, it's a bit dirty how they kind of leaked it because of the information with what's happening with Nangano's contract. Mm, mm. Um, sounds like they offered him to pay him the highest, you know, pay him the most of any every, any heavyweight ever in the UFC. Um, he's turned it down and is now a free agent, consigned with whatever, to do whatever he wants, whether that's boxing against Fury or whether another mixed martial arts promotion, whether he comes back to the UFC at some point. Um, but with releasing him from his contract, they have stripped him of his belt. His knee's a bit iffy at the moment anyway, so he wasn't going to be fighting. Um, so they want to keep that division going, want that title in a picture. Um, maybe they didn't want to do that interim conversation. So, yeah, Jones gone for the uh, for the championship. For whoever – well, one, Jones will get into the heavyweight division, his first fight in that division, goes up against probably the number one contender uh, at the moment and the winner will be the champion. Should John Jones get that as a, you know, given what he's done in, in the light heavyweight division? I don't see why not, yeah. Um, maybe for John Jones it makes more sense that he has a more of a tune-up fight, uh, but it is heavyweight and uh, you just probably don't take those risks. If it's on the cards, why not? Yeah. Plus it's going to be a huge fight. If it's at the T-Mobile Arena, um, which I'm assuming is the UK one, there's probably a few T-Mobiles about, um, could be in the US. But either way, uh, it'll be a... Massive, massive fight sold out, and uh, we'll have a fuckload of people at it. T Mobile's US, isn't it? I'd say so. I'm pretty sure there's. It's O2 Arena. Oh, maybe it's O2. UK one. Yep. It wouldn't surprise me if they've got a couple. But anyway. True. Uh, yes. Um, back to the UFC 283. Uh, the other title um, championship happening, um, which is mm. this week, of course, um, this weekend coming, uh, is the flyweight division. you got Figueroa taking on Marino for their fourth fight. Um, <laughs> uh, Marino, what is it? Quadrology? Quadrology. Quadrology, something like that. I think, what, Marino's interim, Figueroa won their previous fight and is currently the champion. Um how did it go? Figaro won the first one, Moreau won the second, Figaro won the third, and that's where we're at now. Um, be interesting to see uh, who's made the um, gains, weren't the new things. Mm-hmm. First fight was a draw. Ah, oh, that's right. Uh, draw. It's, it's one, one, and one. Yes. Yep. 
Um, would not surprise yeah. me if Mourinho won this to take the championship belt back and then they do the fifth fight. Um, <laughs> What's it's that called? Uh, Quintology? Yeah. I think that's the problem with the, the flyweight <laughs> division a little bit is there's not a lot of top name challenges kind of banging down the door, mm. Mm. Um, which is why we're here where we are, uh, having these two fight for a fourth time. But having said that, each fight's been electric and has offered something slightly different. Um, been fun. It has been fun and this will be a fun co-main to this. Into the yeah, way, welterweight division, you got Gilbert Burns taking on Neil Magny, uh, which is probably a good step up fight for for Neil. Um, Been there in that division for a very long time. Finally, gets you know a top guy in Burns. Mm. Do think Burns probably still does the job here? He's um, you know two or three in that division, and rightly so. Um, really pushed Usman in their fight. Yeah, uh, and didn't embarrass himself at all. And didn't embarrass himself against um, the the hazmat man himself. Um, uh, uh, in their fight, um, which was a, uh, which a banger too. So um, I think Burns probably in this one against Magny. Jessica Andrade and Lauren Murphy? Yes. Um, it be interesting to see what um, is on the line for this uh, flyweight fight. Both of them uh, up the top there. Both of them have, I think, had title fights. I think Murphy's had a title fight um, or she's very, very close. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah, she's fourth currently. Andrade is there at six. So I, th- I have a feeling that Valentina's beaten all these girls. Um, I'd say so. Um, but it keeps them both in the conversation yep. to push themselves into, um, into that say top three conversation for another chance at the bullet. Did you confirm that? Yes, Murphy had lost to Valentina. Yes, so back in UFC two six six, she lost to Valentino for it was for the championship mm. belt there, which might have been an early fight for Murphy as well. I don't think she'd been in that division very long, um, so you know it's been well, it's probably mm. a year and a half since then. Um, so let's see if she's made improvements and can get the job done against a big lady in Jessica. Oh, well. She did make her flyweight debut back in two thousand seventeen. In the UFC division? In UFC, yep. Okay. In UFC. How many uh, fights before she fought Val- Valentine? There was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, uh, seven. Few. Seven. It's, eight. it's a few, but it's, it's still a, a pretty quick ascendancy in the UFC division. Mm. Yep. And uh, the last fight, as I mentioned before, light heavyweight Paul Craig taking on Johnny Walker. This will be an interesting fight. Johnny Walker kind of, I guess, got to right the ship and um, keep the hype train alive a little bit. For himself mm. um, in that division. Having, keep on walking. Yeah, keep on walking. He's gone back and forth. <laughs> but Paul Craig, like I said before, um, I believe he knocked out Hill in their fight. Um, definitely is a name in that division too. So another guy mm. to potentially push that conversation um, up uh, into, into uh, you know, top five um, for maybe a potential, uh, you know, fight away from taking on whoever the champion is um, after the, the the main event happens. Mm. Flip a coin for me in, in that one. Bengals. Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess uh, if we finish with uh, boxing news, um, the Misfits card happened to this morning early KSI. for us. KSI, first round knockout. Um, good left hand there to do away with face temper. Um, temper. Yeah. Uh, Slim won his fight by decision in the co-main. Salt Pappy is probably 
uh, one of the most interesting names and that he's knocked out everyone he's fought on his boxing cards. So a guy that's probably rising up uh, the rankings there. But KSI did the job, looked very quick, very fast, keeps that conversation. That Jake Paul fight's got to happen sooner rather than later. That's what everyone wants to see and that's the story they're going to be building and they keep that train a rolling. Um, he can box. Yeah, I th- I wouldn't surprise me since Jake's going to do – we're trying to push for the Nate Diaz stuff. Um, wouldn't surprise me if that happens mid-year. KSI maybe does Woodley mid-year to have that, that uh, conversation. If he does something similar to Woodley that Jake did, then that probably sets up maybe a November kind of event for Jake taking on KSI. That's, that's how I think this train, this story will go. Interesting. Weird that we spend so much time on these fights, <laughs> but they are becoming a lot more legitimate, I suppose. Well, yeah. what, did you see the arena? That, they, they, they're selling out football stadiums. That's like, yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> boxing now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the massive, massive guys, um, uh, massive, well, massive followings for those two guys. Cass mm. yeah. got, I think, uh, if you combine all these subs across these things, it's probably forty to fifty million now of subscribers across yeah. all these channels. Only a few there. more than us. Yeah, <laughs> a few more than us. Um, like forty to fifty million more than us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Faze had five, so maybe different kind of markets, and you know, a bit of overlapping there. Mm. Like that's mm. that's a lot of eyeballs interested in your content, um, which is going to sell bums and seats. True, very true. Should we wrap it up with a bit of F one? Yeah, so um, small news and um, uh, Andretti um, been trying to get into F1 uh, for the last year or so. Um, every hurdle thrown at them, how they have been addressing. Um, so I think originally it was, can you find the money for the entry fee? Being $200 million, mm-hmm. did that. Mm. Um, uh, you know, commitment to the sport. Um, so they've, they they broke ground essentially on the biggest uh, racing facility, um, uh, like construction facility uh, in F1, so bigger than what Mercedes, Red Bull, et cetera have. Um, so, you know, again, commitment to the sport. Um, then F1 asked them, hey, you need to be, you know, brand-based. You need to have some sort of backing. So they went out and did the deal with GM and with Cadillac. Mm. So there'd be Andretti Cadillac, I guess, um, or Cadillac Andretti um as a, as a race team. So they got their backing, did everything they wanted. Um, the vote went to the teams. Nine out of the teams, ten, nine out of the ten teams turned it down, um, voted it down. Uh, of course, you know, they don't want competition, so mm. understandably. Um, Alpine being the lone team that didn't. Um, you know, I think they rightly said, hey, we want competition in the sport. We we want the growth, et cetera. If they've jumped every hurdle, why are we uh, saying no to them? Um, following on from that, they wanted to – the teams were saying, hey, we should increase the entry fee from $200 million to $500 million, so half a billion, which mm. essentially would, uh, you know, rule out everyone <laughs> from ever wanting to try and get so into the sport. Bit so, of money. Um, kind of, you know, limiting it to – it would be a 10-team – uh, sport or the 11 team, um, depending on where, uh, I guess, Audi. Is Audi the un- unknown one at the moment or was it Porsche? I can't remember, um, uh, you know, where they fit. Uh, Andretti still wants to get the done. I'm f- still confident that they probably will, but it's an interesting story. Kind of shows, you know, less competition from the teams and mm. greed, I guess. Um, mm. They don't want an extra product. But I still think 
you know, adding an extra two cars to the racetrack is always going to add more excitement and value. Um, mm. And that's my thoughts on it. And uh, race pedigree like Andretti uh, adding into that sport I think is excellent, especially for the GM, for the American audience too. Um, and to me it sounds more like they're scared um, than, um, you know, it's a bad idea. It's it, I feel fear. They can smell the fear. Predator. <laughs> Jaws. If it bleeds, then kill it. Yeah. <laughs> That's Brendan. That's definitely Brendan. <laughs> it's interesting though, because you'd think the top tier teams like the Red Bulls, Ferraris, Mercedes wouldn't yeah, really wouldn't give a fuck. There's like, hey, fuck. We're like, here, we're here to, we're gonna win anyway. So yeah, I think obviously the share of prize prize money, but then obviously, if but then having winning, like, Andretti and you're going for more US races, you'd think that's going to bring in a lot more viewership as well anyway. So also, I agree. there's also. got to be a commercial aspect of having a US team yeah. coming to sport as the sport's building in the US. And backed market. by GM. Mm. By Cadillac. Uh, Cadillac, I think, is a yeah. bit of an interesting one. Um, I, I wouldn't have thought GM's premier performance um, car line would be Cadillac, but <laughs> um, uh, that's the one that GM's put forward. Um it's uh, all just badges. Yeah, but it, exactly. It's it's still, you still you've tied it to a US-based car manufacturer, mm. um, which I guess you know jerk competition for the German brands um, mm. and the English UK-based teams. So yeah. I still think it's a great idea. Definitely. Um, if like, they let Haas in, and I think Adretti's done more effort and has more backing than Haas does um, as a team, as a US-based team, I think yeah, they're they're uh, overall better option. So, uh, and the only other bit of news is Williams stole the um, what would he be? Um, Total Wolf's right hand uh, man. Oh, was the um, race strategy. Race strategy. He's number two essentially in, in yeah. the Mercedes garage to go across and be their team principal for next season. Yeah. So you know that, that's a good get for Williams. Mm. Is that all the team principals sorted now, or is there one more left? Think has Haas got one? I can't remember. Uh, Gunter's still there. They didn't fire Gunter. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Aston Martin's still there. Yes. Yeah, McLaren. Sorted McLaren sorted theirs out. Yep. Yes, I think so. It feels like they they have. Yeah. Maybe not. Uh, who who's Renault at the moment? They. Um, Alpine. What's their name? They're Alpine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, they've got theirs. Yeah. Yeah. That's F one. That was a little bit of news. I thought it was interesting with um, Andretti there. And I guess that's the podcast. I think so. Australian Open starts Thursday? Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Well, Monday. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, number one Australian one. ranked woman uh, had to pull out a uh, knee injury, unfortunately. Mm. She was ranked 12 overall in the world. And I've forgotten her Eastern European name because it's too hard to say. Arlia Timlanovic. Something like that. <laughs> Which is a big out for us. Uh, seeing Ash Barty in, well, Nick Kyrgios and uh, Novak playing mm. in their uh, warm-up, selling out that stadium in under an hour. Um, got a lot of people. Yeah. Got a lot of people there. Very impressive. Um, Novak getting a bit of love from the crowd, which is probably, I guess, good to see after uh, the couple of years he's had. Um, he, lo- he loves it down here, of course, and we'll see how that tournament unfolds. His biggest concern, though, is I think he's carrying a, he's still carrying a hamstring injury potentially. He looked right against um, Kyrgios um, the other day. So. Yeah, so I can't remember if it was him or someone else, but yeah, definitely. I saw Nadal's warming up. He looks good. So, mm. um, yeah, some of the big hitters um, already 
um, getting ready and primed for that one. No, Alcaraz, he's 20. Yeah, he's very good at tennis. Mm. Shan't yep. be down here. Yep. Mm. Yeah. That's very unfortunate. And that, I think, is the sporting world. Thank you. If you've joined us here on the Esky, we shall see you <laughs> next week. More yes. sport to come. We'll know more, more in the NFL playoffs. Who's divisional? We'll have another week in the NBA. Have um, some results from UC two eight three and Manchester is red. <laughs> Probably it's a bit light on this week for cricket. It's more just big bash. Yeah, might cover some big bash games. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> we'll see, see you next week. On the yep. ski. See you. Goodbye. Bye.